0: Hi, you're listening to Star Contrast, a Game of Thrones podcast at MovieFail. My name is Soren Howe, I'm here with Esther Rosenfield, and today we are going to embark on what is, in fact, the last episode of Star Contrast. Wow. <laughs> the, first, <laughs> the first ever uh, podcast series that we, I would say, really. I mean, we did dueling reviews, but like... Really, the it's, it's the first series. ever...
1: I think it's the first ever podcast series.
0: It's the first ever podcast. Yeah. If I remember correctly. I can't yeah. think of
1: anything that came before it.
0: Yeah. And uh, there will be an after, but yeah, before, it's like... Um, yeah. BP you know before podcast it's just it's not a <laughs> the internet yeah
1: the internet was really before ge- the before stark contrast and after stark Contrast. <laughs> really you have to split it up on
0: that um so yeah uh today we're going to talk about the uh, the finale of Game of Thrones we've given it a couple of days to gestate and sort of um uh sit you know uh collect the <laughs> the general opinion yeah. of the
1: it of already the world. feels it already feels like it aired
0: a
2: thousand years ago yeah.
0: Seriously. Um because we usually record right after the like a, the day after, so you know, it's fresh. Um and it's still fresh, but it's just yeah, it really does feel old. Um I mean, the effects have really aged badly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is
1: it's it's really a product of its time in a lot of ways.
0: Mm, yes. So, um t- t- there's a couple things I want to do today. Uh it- it's um it's a uh, uh There's a lot of things we've got to sort of cover. The first is obviously the episode and how the series has ended. Uh, The second is, uh, and we don't have to do this in order or anything, but just so everyone's aware of the general uh, stuff we want to cover. Um, A little bit of reflection on the series and, you know, what we liked, what we didn't like um, now that we have the whole picture. Uh, A little bit of reflection on Star Contrast uh, and our wonderful fans and, uh, and, um, and listeners and uh, critics and everyone else. I mean, we won't talk about the critics. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then uh, at the end, we'll just, we'll, we'll, we'll again talk, mention briefly uh, some of the things that are to come. But um, yeah, so I'd like to do all of that uh, in whatever capacity we can. Um, I have, we, we've both done a little bit of um, digging through old episodes of Star Contrast just to get a feel of what it was like. Back when we started, because uh, we don't remember. I mean, it was... <laughs> 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 you, you guys all probably remember better than we do. Um, yeah, it was uh, It was a long time ago. So, all right, let's start with the finale, I guess. What are your... What's your... How was it for you?
1: I loved it. Best episode ever.
0: <laughs> um, yeah?
1: No, but genuinely, like, the first 20, 25 minutes of this episode, I thought were great. Like, I was... In genuinely in shock at how much I was liking this episode up to the the scene where John kills Danny. Like, I mean, just for starters, the Davids turns out pretty good directors.
2: Huh.
1: Um, there's this great, I mean, that shot that everyone made fun of was the shot of Danny with the dragon wings behind her. I liked that mm-hmm. shot. I thought it looked cool. It's not like it has any deep meaning or anything. Like, she's a dragon. We know that. She's been saying that since season one. We get it. But, like, it's a cool image, and it's cool because it's it's the kind of, like, very grandiose, um, you know, ob- very obviously symbolic, but symbolic imagery that you don't see a lot of on this show. So I thought that was neat. And there's also this great shot where... Um, where John and Grey Worm are sort of faced off, and it's very close on both of their faces, and there's a spear in the background, out of focus, just framed perfectly so that the tip of it is right at John's face. And it's like, again... A very obvious visual metaphor. That's not even really a metaphor. Yeah, grayworms, the Unsullied are pointing their spears at John's people. Like it's not yeah. a metaphor, but it is just it, it. It is, it is framed very exactly, and it looks good. It's a good show. The Davids are good directors. I don't know what's happening. It it blew my mind watching this episode. Are they good directors though? They uh, here's the thing. The I mean, we were we've been making fun of this all season. The fact that they were going to direct the finale. The bar was just perilously low, just <laughs> disgustingly low, and I think they cleared it, uh, you know, to a much greater degree than I could ever have anticipated. Um, are they the best directors who've ever worked on this show? Absolutely not. N- not even close. Are they much better than they have any right to be? I think so. <laughs>
0: All right, fair enough. Yeah, so um, this shot of of Daenerys with the dragon wings, I don't, uh, I don't care uh, so much about it. In the, you know, there's a discourse which no one will remember in, you know, a week's time. <laughs> um, you know, that basically somebody tweeted that uh, this shot should be taught in every film school or every film class or some kind of nonsense, and uh, everyone was dragging this person, and that was. Silly and uh, dumb comments and also everyone who responded was probably also dumb and it was mm. just dumb. Um, I would say what frustrates me and this isn't the fault of anybody watching the show or um, anything I, you know, this isn't, you know, it, it, you know whose fault it is? The fault is, is people like us who, who who. well, we covered it, but I feel like we need to do a better job of getting the message out there, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's the same problem, you know, it's, it's the same, you know, as a scientist, it's like, You know, I I get frustrated when people don't know basic stuff about science, but also, you know, it's scientists fault for not, you know, getting the message out there about technical things, because it's hard to understand stuff that you haven't studied or you aren't, you know, necessarily familiar with. Um, And then also that has its limits, especially in art, you know, not so much in science, but in art where, you know, if no one responded to the shots that we think are the most interesting shots, then maybe the dragon shot is the best shot in the whole series. And that, you know... (laughs) <laughs> so maybe work is completely wrong which is a question i wrestle with regularly but you know it is frustrating that like in in my view and diego i was very glad to to find uh, uh, I mentioned it last episode um but to find some common ground with um in diego who said that uh who agreed that that shot of daenerys where the 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 shot sort of glows orange um it's very abstract pretty, pretty much the exact opposite of this this dragon shot of daenerys it's just the polar opposite communicating Pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, it was so cool. And it happened in, um, it happened just last episode. Uh, and I thought it was exceptionally well done, but like that didn't, they got no attention. Almost none of the shots from that episode got attention because everyone was talking about what happened with Daenerys and whatever. Um, but this shot caught everyone's attention. And everyone really liked it. Uh, it seems like even the people who don't think it's particularly interesting or deep probably liked it. You know, they just thought, yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: well, it's a showy shot it it's yeah. it is a it's meant you it wants to be noticed it is not yeah. what Miguel Sapochnik does where he's the kind of director who he's a very good director, but he is the kind of t v director who a lot of the time he's not doing things that are showy he's not doing things that are are drawing attention to themselves. This shot draws attention to itself in a big way, and I don't think that's makes it a bad shot like a lot of people were. Implying, like, oh, duh, she's, yeah, she's a dragon, du- you know, it's, it's so, oh, so brilliant, like, I, it, it, fine, like, yes, yes, obviously that's the point of the shot, but I don't think it's bad that it's obvious. I think it can be showy and kind of ridiculous and still be, okay, that's cool, and then, and then we can move on.
0: I mean, I would say, like, the, the, obviously we've seen the shot, it's, it's, it's been done before in other things, and as people have pointed out as well, um, but, uh, you know, I would say the comparator here would be Luke Cage. Do you remember that that shot? I, in, yes, I instantly
1: right? knew, the, and I didn't even finish watching that show, but I instantly remembered the one you were thinking of.
0: Right. Well, I mean, and and uh, Ali is so good in that, um, and oh, yeah. and uh, that shot is incredible. Where he's he's standing in front of a a a, a poster or a portrait of uh, Biggie Smalls who so has a crown, and he gets the crown by sort of moving into that. Uh, and it's brilliant. It's fantastic. And it's, it's, but it's just, I think, although it's effectively doing the same thing, it just feels so much more, it, that it's felt more subtle. I don't know, maybe it's not. It just, it felt more subtle and more... Well, it is more subtle,
1: just by the virtue of the fact that it's not a massive effect shot. Like well, this yeah. is a this is a huge shot the the Daenerys one and that one is just yeah it uses it's just, something
0: that's already in the scene right right, right, she's, right right there's a
1: lot of movement to it it's there's it's very dynamic it, but it's yeah it is it, the camera's moving in the shot this shot that you're talking about it's just a guy sitting in a chair mm. so yeah I think it, it absolutely is more a subtle image but it's doing basically the same thing
0: it is yeah and 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 the other thing too is I guess what it's what it's communicating about the character right like. Here she's a dragon and like there's not you know, as as people said, it's not. like <laughs> Did you know it's...
1: Daenerys is a kind of like a dragon?
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. That's not really shocking. Um, but King is sort of like a vague, like, is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? On Biggie Smalls, it was a good thing, right? Because he's like this iconic celebrity, but this guy's sort of a crime kingpin type character. So maybe it's a bad thing. So it raises this, it's a bit more complex than what it's trying to communicate. Certainly, that he's you know in charge of this situation and in charge of this neighborhood or whatever. Um, Just as a a point of comparison, that's immediately what I thought of. Um, But yeah, no, it's fine. It's it's just you know I just think that it's sad when really interesting shots sort of go by the wayside and like this ends up getting the the focus. On one hand, on the other hand, like I said, if people this is what people you know glom onto, then like. Maybe that is the interesting shot. I really, no, I really I mean, am genuinely I, invested in that. I don't know if I...
1: like. I, do, I don't I do want to keep harping on this one shot, but like, I'll just say if this is what it takes to get people to notice cinematography, <laughs> I'll take mm-hmm. it. Because otherwise, you know, people are talking about, hey, a shot from this episode looked really cool. When I, have you ever heard people talking about stuff like that's that?
0: That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I think that there's a, a value there. Um, but... Uh, yeah. Uh. It, yeah. That. That's that. I will just leave it alone. But I just. Uh. It's. It. I look. It. It did what it was supposed to do. It got us. You know. In. Into the. The scene. The like weird, sort of Nazi, rally scene.
1: Oh, can we talk about? By the way, the way they shoot the Dothraki in this scene is just shameful. All these like. Um. Scary, quick cut close-ups of them whooping and, and running around, and it's like it's very clearly communicating like, oh, they're scary savages. Like, what's wrong with you? I mean, you've done the Dothraki so dirty over the course of this show in terms of their depiction. Oh, these people of color are so like, uh, it's like the way people uh, depict Native Americans in old westerns. It's just disgusting, and they do it like perhaps one of the most shameful examples yet in this episode. Just just the way that they cut and and shoot those scenes and making them look so scary. It's like they're animals. They're not even human. It's like, just gross.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it probably would have been better for them if they just died in (laughs) in the third episode.
1: Yeah, and also, why are they here?
0: Yeah, the fact that they're still, I mean, they did say they were alive and they were involved and and they did horrible things. Yeah, they allowed them to be alive so that they couldn't, like, commit war crimes and do atrocities (laughs) and then be, like, caricatures and then that's it. Like, they don't even really have a... Like, the Unsullied become the main... Also, pivoting from the Dothraki, a real culture, to the Unsullied is bizarre. Yeah. It, I mean, like we've And seen... furthermore, to make the Unsullied... I know we, this is later in the episode, but, like, they make the Unsullied a house, which is a truly bizarre choice. Or at least they offer it. But never offer any such thing to the Dothraki, who, again, have their own culture, have their own families and oh, society yeah. That's like...
1: Let's let's be clear. The Dothraki, after this terrible scene, literally vanish into thin air. They disappear, which is especially bizarre because they like worshipped Daenerys as like a a god queen. They like like they thought she
0: was. There's no fallout. A a prophesied. They thought she was
1: like a prophesied leader, uh, who had who had like godlike powers. Like and and she gets murdered, and they're just not there. What what do the Dothraki think about that? Who knows? Who cares? They don't matter apparently. (laughs) <laughs> it's just, I mean, I, I mean, I, I opened up saying I liked this episode But there is some true vintage Game of Thrones trash in this episode
0: Yeah, um, I mean, no one got naked uh, That's and true no, And no, um, there was no, like, assault or anything So, you know, I suppose there's that
1: So it's not, I mean, can you even call it How How did they have the Game of Thrones finale And there's no terrible rape scene? I mean, honestly, <laughs> who's running this show? <laughs>
0: um i think uh i think it's i think it's david's i think it's oh. the directors of this episode
1: right yeah. of course my yeah. mistake
0: um yeah so uh <laughs> uh that's uh that's that
1: uh um oh, so up
0: until so you liked so yeah i suppose that is the first episode uh, my notes on this episode just so everyone's uh aware of what my notes look like for this they're literally it's just a list of what happened in order <laughs> it's no comments there's no comments
1: it's so it's, funny because i feel like i have a lot to say about this episode that's
0: i mean and also you know there's that amazing scene when the, talking we're just talking about because i don't i have not much more to say about the cinematography in this episode except for that scene when um jorgon melts the iron throne mm-hmm. and the shot closes in on the source to show that they're melting Mm-hmm. And then and then cuts back out again to show. I was like, you didn't wait. Why are you showing us the swords melting? Like we know that the throne is melting. That's the point of this scene. It was a really bizarre thing, and it wasn't like a cool shot of the swords melting. It just seemed to be, look, the sh- the swords are melting, just so you're not confused when you then see that there's a you know molten puddle of metal uh, where the throne used to be. He melted the throne. And also, they make us aware ahead of time by reminding us through Daenerys that a dragon previously melted the throne together in the first place. Which also, I don't know how that happened, um, because it looks like dragon breath just sort of melts all them. But fine, whatever. Um, so it just felt like a really like obvious like zoom, like it was like a zoom to be like, it, just in case you didn't quite understand what was happening right now.
1: No, well, I you know what I didn't mind that because. The, that, that's, the, that scene goes on for so long and it looks like the chair, just nothing's happening to it. That's what I thought was weird. <laughs> like it takes, they wait for the chair to like heat up. Whereas if I was shooting it, I would just be like, oh, he instantly obliterates the, the throne. Like mm. it's dragon fire. It just, it's wiped out instantly. But they like wait. It's like waiting for the water to come to a boil. It, like they hold on the shot of the fire on the chair for so long and it looks like nothing's happening to it. And then they cut to the insert of the top swords, like starting to melt, like I, I was fine with that. It's it's not great, <laughs> but it does it gets the job done.
0: It was fine. It was just like I, you know, I don't know. It just struck me as very David. That's my new adjective. It's very David.
1: It's very. There's a lot of very David stuff in this episode. Like no question. Uh, you know what so, though? Can yeah. I just say that scene where Tyrion finds his siblings' bodies? Yeah. Very good.
0: And it's very good
1: because Peter Dinklage, for the first time in several seasons, is trying.
0: Well, he also got to, like, cry. I realize I don't think we've seen him cry in a long time. I don't remember. Or ever. Or ever, yeah. That's the thing. Did he cry over Shay?
1: No, because when we cut to him, like, at the beginning of the next season, he's just, like, numb and uh, kind of shell-shocked like, right. and drinking himself to death on the ship. Like, it's not, yeah. And which, by the way, I do... Maybe we should just talk about this now, because now that the arc, now that we've seen the complete arc of Tyrion Lannister, and by the way, mm. Tyrion is kind of the main character of this episode. He's in almost every scene. He's he's
0: all over the He also gets a whole monologue at the end for some reason. He gets, like, several monologues? It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> um... Th- what oh ha- right, and then he also yeah, so it's not only at the scene where they pick the king, but also or the new person sitting on the Iron Throne. Um, but then also in the small council meeting, like he just gets to talk constantly.
1: He's he's he is the main character of the finale. It's which is strange because that's something you talk about all the time is how Ned was the main character of this of season one, and then mm-hmm. the show resisted having a main character for a long time, and then yep. it sort of became John and Danny. Um and but then in the finale, it's Tyrion all of a sudden, and he's always yeah, it's been
0: absolutely he, not John.
1: He's always been top billed, but yeah, it is an odd decision. But I will say, like I was gonna like he ever since the end of season four, I felt like Peter Dinklage has not been trying. Like I remember that the, his trial, I remember being really put off by his performance in that in his big scene in the trial, just because I felt like I felt like he was phoning it in, like he just didn't really care. The accent was was really shaky, as it always kind of is, and just the, it just the performance, it just he didn't have his heart in it. And I think part of the problem is I'm going to spoil the books a little bit. In the books, oh no. oh no, and I can spoil everything about the books now because I know that they're <laughs> not going to do it. That's the best part. I'm going to yeah. talk about Lady Stoneheart. I don't even care anymore. Um, <laughs> but in the books, this is so vital to Tyrion. In the books, he finds out that Shay is working for his father, is spying on him. Mm. Um, and that's why he kills her, because he is just so shattered by that.
0: Why did he kill her in the in the? I don't even remember. That's the thing. I it, forgot he even did it. To be honest, he I strangled. That yeah, he
1: thing. mentions it in this episode. It's like, oh right, you murdered someone. Mm. <laughs> um, well, two but, people, two people, but one of them didn't deserve it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, like his whole arc post, uh, post him killing his Shay and his father. Um is all about how he is so broken up because he feels like he thought he had he thought he had someone in his life who genuinely loved him, and it turns out they didn't they were lying they were working for his father, they were just spying on him they didn't mean it, so his whole thing is like I feel like I'm unworthy of love, I feel like I am just complete garbage, and he hates himself so much, and that is his whole arc through what should have been season five and six. And that's why he goes, and and the books haven't gotten here, but leading up to him meeting Daenerys and pledging and feeling like, all right, if I pledge my service to you, I will feel like my life is worth something. That's what Tyrion's arc is about. So to have, to remove that aspect of what happens with him and Shay, it just makes, and, you know, we've talked about how after they kind of ran out of books, they just really haven't known what to do with Tyrion in a lot of ways. And this is a big part of it. Like, I just don't think that, Tyrion's arc over the past 4ish seasons makes any sense because I don't think the writers have a good sense of who he is as a character because they removed a hugely important a- thing that happens to him.
0: Yeah, I mean he's been so I mean they all sort of just been spinning their wheel their wheels yeah. a bit, you know, so it's it's tough. I mean, you the way the time you really feel that is when they decide to have like a bunch of characters come back to sit and do nothing. <laughs> um, and you're just like, wow, you had nothing to do with these characters, and now they're all here for some reason. Um, so, yeah, and Tyrion was one of them. I mean, I guess he sort of had something to do in this episode, but... <sighs> I don't know. I didn't... Look, okay, so I didn't give my opinion on this episode. I don't care... Yeah, that's the vibe I was getting. <laughs> um that's pretty much where I landed on this. Um I was watching it and I was like, okay. And then I did find it kind of astonishing the like the conclusion of this um this little summit where they pick a a king. Oh, we'll get to that, man. Um like so that that jolted me out of my, my reverie. <laughs> uh but mostly I was just like Okay, and you know, of course, and like we knew. I said, uh, maybe season six. I think I was like, Jon's gonna kill Daenerys, and that's gonna be the, uh, they're gonna do the Azor Ahai thing. They didn't, but that's gonna be the, the way it's gonna end is gonna be like really awful, and maybe she'll be pregnant. She wasn't pregnant. Um, but certainly. there was. was all
1: that baby, like all that baby implication with Daenerys last season. That's that's the really weird part. Do you remember was all those? There?
0: No. <laughs> I remember,
1: I mean, I don't blame you, but I remember there being a lot of stuff leading up to their them having sex on that boat that was like, oh, maybe she will be pregnant again. Like, I, like a little, I don't know. This show is so fucking stupid. <laughs> Man. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just bad. But I want to talk, I do want to talk about the stuff I liked. Like I love, I like that Tyrion scene. Peter Dinklage is actually putting in an effort. Mm. And I, let's talk about it. I really really liked the scene where he kills Danny. I think it was all of us what was weird about that scene? It was like and I'm you're going to think I'm overpraising, but all of a sudden it was like it was season not maybe not season 1, but like season 4 again. Like it was like the writers went back to work. Whereas a lot of this season Josh Lewis who was on the last episode said something to the effect of like it feel this whole season has felt like they wrote it the night before it was due. Like it was just that it was just rushed and they just had to get all the information out and there's not really any like <laughs> there's not really any art to the way these scripts are being written it's just sort of like characters spouting exposition at each other and things happening and the beats it hits the beats, but it doesn't really make sense of any of them. And this scene where they where Daenerys is talking about how, when she was a girl, she thought the iron throne was so big because how could she possibly conceive of a number as big as a thousand? Like that's, I I thought that was sweet. And especially knowing what's about to happen. It's like, Oh, it, they remember, they remember that she's a character again. Um, and then Drogon burning the Iron Throne, I, I I loved that. And it's, again, it kind of, it ruined, I mean, my main prediction for how this episode would end was completely wrong. But I was completely right about what would happen with Drogon. I said last week that he would see her dead body and he would mournfully fly away. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> but I love him. It's, again, this moment of, like, the show is able to conjure up this image that is, that's that that is suggestive that is not just literally logically what happens and a depiction of what literally logically happens it is a it is something metaphorical and again it's not particularly deep or or interesting but it is there is something there there is a there is an idea a visual idea that they're coming up with and i think maybe like the davids are just better at coming up with those than they are at at writing doing the legwork writing to get there because I think the, the idea of Drogon nud, first of all nuzzling her dead body like it's a like it's a dog with a chew toy and like, please come on, get up. Like that was cute. That was good effects work. But him burning the Iron Throne is like Dro- yeah, Drogon sees Daenerys' dead body and just obliterates the Iron Throne. Obviously, there's no indication that Drogon is an intelligent creature or has any under like, any reason to believe that Drogon understands the metaphorical significance of his actions. <laughs> But it's a cool image. It is. It is. It is a cool. Um, it, it's symbolic. Like, th- this show doesn't deal in symbolism the way that the books do a lot of a lot of the time. It kind of, in fact, takes some of the book's symbolism and just throws it out the window a lot of the times, <laughs> like with the direwolves. But um, so t- to have this moment in the finale that is just purely symbolic, that really has no, you know. Logical meaning behind it is just a p- moment of pure visual metaphor. I guess so, what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is, I'll take it.
0: <laughs> so you've you've gone full David then?
1: I'm um, one of the I, I I'm full David.
0: David. <laughs> David <laughs> Rosenfield. It's um, it's uh, uh Rosenfeld. Sorry. Uh, sorry <laughs> oh jeez. <you> <laughs> <laughs> that was a reference to Twin Peaks. Um, that's right. Uh, yeah, I mean, because it looked cool. Look. I'm going to read a quote for everyone. I'm going to read a quote. Please do. I mean, I think what this is, it's so emblematic of why they're bad at writing. Because it's a moment that only works in isolation. And we've talked about this in previous episodes. This is a show of moments. The moment in an episode that people will talk (laughs) about. But there is no connection to the history, to the show has, uh, to to the history that the show has created for itself. It is not led up to. None of the scenes, uh, none of the scene carries with it the weight of previous seasons. There's nothing. It's tissue paper. That was <laughs> who said that?
2: Ah, oh, yes, that was
0: Esther Rosenfield. Uh... <laughs> I
1: can't believe you brought me on this podcast to to murder me live on
2: air.
0: <laughs> this is like that. Um, did you see that uh, that um, uh, that interview with uh, what's his face? Um,
1: I know exactly uh, what you're talking about, but I don't know remember who about... it was. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, anyway. You're just read my own words back to me. How dare you? <laughs> oh
1: my god! Listen, but listen. Okay, let me allow me to defend myself a little bit because <laughs> that is pretty damning stuff. <laughs> um, the thing about when I said that, what I was referring to was like the shock moments, like the
0: red weddings, like like the per, like, 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 like John killing Daenerys.
1: No, well, but that's the thing. We knew that John was going to kill Daenerys. We knew it as soon as last week's episode ended. So it is led up to in that sense. I think everyone knew, and it's led up to in this episode, John and Tyrion and John and Arya both have lengthy conversations about, like, you need to go kill her. This is our, you have to do this, you're the only one who can do this. So that moment is led up to. And I think my problem with moments like, not the Red Wedding, like, I think the Red Wedding is fine, but it's everything that came after that, how every time in, like, season five and six, they would end episodes specifically in ways like to get the think pieces going, to get people talking about it because they would be so shocking and so surprising. Like the end of Unbowed, Unbent, Unbroken is like the worst example of that. Mm. It's like something shocking and horrible happens and you'll be talking about it all week. Like that's the kind of thing I was talking about. It's just like moments that are weightless and have no real place in the show. It's just, they're just there so that people will write think pieces about them. Whereas I I think with this, the difference is like, First of all, it's the final episode. So I think you're allowed to do something to do stuff like this a little more because there is no more show. Like, you, <laughs> you're you allowed to do something that's not really, doesn't really have any connection to, to anything because you're at the end. Like, you know, you, you can go over broke a little bit. But it's also like it's a visual idea, right? It's not just, oh, people are going to be it's not just a shocking moment that people are going to be talking about. It is a visual metaphor, which the show doesn't, has never trafficked in, which almost no television shows have ever trafficked in. And that's why I was like, all right, you know, I don't think it's the most brilliant thing that's ever aired on television, but I thought it was, I thought it was cool that they went there.
0: For the, for the throne.
1: But for um, the throne, Daenerys, yeah. Daenerys dying. No, Daenerys dying, we knew, we, we knew Daenerys dying was going to happen at the beginning of this season. Like, everyone knew this is how this was going to happen.
2: Um.
0: Okay.
1: I, I I knew. I am on record as having predicted that this is how it was going to happen. I don't know if everyone was on the same page as me. But,
0: like, when we were talking about how it would have been really cool if Tyrion died in that scene when Missandei dies, they had killed Tyrion, that would have been the same sort of effects. But that's what we, we said would be a good thing.
1: But I, but again, like, the re- we talked about, like, that would have made sense for that scene, right? Because of how, because of his relationship with Cersei, like, it, it would have made sense for Cersei to do that, and it, That's the thing, like, a lot of these moments we're talking about are shocking, but ultimately, like, ultimately they don't really make a difference. Whereas the Red Wedding and Joffrey's Wedding, it's like, those have huge ramifications on the entire rest of the series. But what happens to Sansa is just like, it doesn't really, it's shocking and horrible, but it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. It's just an isolated, shocking moment.
0: No, Sansa defended the writers and said (laughs) that it was necessary for that to happen.
1: Oh my God. We're going to talk when, when we talk about our least favorite episodes later on.
2: <laughs> yeah. We're going
1: to talk about that one. Um, cause wow. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, like I'll just say again, I don't think it's the, the, the best thing I've ever seen, but it is, it is, it is a cut above what this show is normally doing in terms of, in terms of just visual storytelling. Like, when's the last time there was visual storytelling on Game of Thrones? Come on.
0: Uh, well, I mean, I think there's visual storytelling whenever Miguel Sapochnik... I mean, in the same way, but... It, you know, not in I the same way.
1: I, I mean, that's 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 being a good director. I, I but, agree but with But visual
0: you. storytelling when the... Well, again, the Tariq didn't die. That, that's there, a great example. they had died.
1: That's a great example of what I'm talking about, yeah. A visual idea that communicates something. But that communicates something literal, so it's different in that way. Because this doesn't communicate anything literal. It is a visual metaphor.
0: Mm. That's true. I don't know. Like I'm not going well, to it too hard. Well, no. I mean, it's not just literal. It's also, it's you know, because that was an abstract enemy, and then all the lights going out. It's yeah. a I mean, you you know, communication of, of that is. You're absolutely right. Hopelessness yes. or whatever futility. Um. Yeah. Speaking of the dire wolves, uh, um, more like a a, a dire waste of time. I would say. Jesus, <laughs> oh, man, come on. That's right. Uh, I've been uh, brainstorming some puns for this.
1: Uh, Did you just say you've been brainstorming?
0: Uh, I mean, there's there's uh, no better way to uh, no, to do a, a Star contrast really. episode. <laughs> <laughs> then, oh god! With uh, then making up for all the puns we've missed out on for the past like ten episodes, where we just <laughs> completely gave up on that. <laughs> so. Um, Oh man. so 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 somebody was talking to me. Um oh it was uh it was it was my lovely partner. Um uh and uh she was she said she referred to uh Game of- She doesn't watch Game of Thrones, she watched two episodes with me. Um <laughs> the one where Tyrion doesn't die and uh the finale. So like just random wow. episodes.
1: Um yeah. <laughs> really dipping in for the peaks, huh?
0: Yeah. Um and uh yeah, she, but she referred to it as got uh, which I thought was a funny thing to, that's refer I, to it. That's what I it That's kind of what I
1: call it. I mean that's how I read it when people say that on Twitter. Uh
0: and then uh she summed up our uh our experience with the show as, as she referred to it as as the got delusion. Uh <laughs> which oh I my thought was, god. Uh, yeah, no I thought that was really good. The <laughs> <laughs> gut delusion. <laughs> um so uh yeah, so there you go. Don't worry, there's more. Um so uh so yeah, I it's, I, but it was a serious point about the direwolves. Like you know, it's this huge thing that was introduced. It's it's a f- infamous scene from the first um, infamous whatever. It's a great scene from the first uh, season where they uh, the Starks and Jon Snow all get a direwolf. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like and we've we've you know we've touched on this in the past, but it just it really is now for sure for sure. Um, I actually you know what you know there's like that phrase uh, jumping the shark. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, it was a literal thing that happened. Um, uh, uh it was in what was it, in H- Happy Days. Yeah, in Happy Days. I think.
1: Yeah, the Fonz. He jumps over a shark.
0: Exactly, jumps over a shark, and that was sort of the symbol of like, when the show, um, died. Um, so I think that we should uh use the same sort of uh, uh term here, um, but for when uh uh, John's wolf was the only wolf that. Ever was a character of any sort of merit um, <laughs> uh, stopped appearing, you know, with any regularity, and just like randomly would show up in, in other episodes. But if essentially it was a non-character, uh, and we're gonna call it uh, giving up the ghost. So this show gave sure. up the ghost, and it's more or less correlates with when the show sort of just took a complete nosedive. So I think it's a it's a useful useful term when you stop seeing ghosts so much, just you can stop watching the show. It's 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 past its prime.
1: Yeah, I like that. That makes that 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 adds up to me. Um, Is that fair enough. I I do like. By the way, just real quick, I do like that after all the brouhaha about John not saying a proper goodbye to Ghost, they get a nice a nice big ruffle behind your ears moment in the
0: finale. Yeah, and there's all these people who were like that, you know that. But it's just you know, I don't get the props for.
2: I just feel like I
0: it it. And you know, Twitter's not real life, I guess, but I just—you sure? But I, but I feel like people, at least with Game of Thrones, it seems like these are opinions real people have in the real world as well. And people were like really into that scene, and I was like, how could you even have any strong feelings about Ghost as a as like a <laughs> as a thing at this point? Like, that's what I don't get. It's oh like people man, people are just—they will take anything, any small nod to something they like or like they liked at some point. And just be like, I, which I know is probably your entire critique of the entire, like, Marvel Oh, woman, man, whatever. you beat me
1: to it. I was about to cut in.
0: <laughs> but, um, I'm sure it is, but, like, it's so in that, there's like, for me anyway, there's, there's characters that have had consistent plots across things, and sometimes they get sidelined and whatever. It's like comic books. That happens all the time. That's fine. But, for me, anyway. But that doesn't, that's not the same to me as, like, like, Ghost just disappears. It's just not a character. So, like, who cares that he showed up in in the long night, or that he didn't die somehow, and then was suddenly there again and had his ear ripped off, which is just not just like mentioned at all, like whatever. It just it is a thing that happened, fine. And then he gets sent away, and people were like, "What? How could you send ghost away?" It's like, but you didn't care when he just wasn't in the show for like ten episodes in a row. No, you.
1: Oh my god, a Soren. I people. Get it. People cared so much. I don't know if you people were. It was a meme in 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 the fan communities. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, where's Ghost? They haven't shown us Ghost. People were all constantly talking about this. Yeah, but okay, uh, but that's... I but listen, but listen, I agree with you because that is that is another great example that we see all the time these days of fans putting in the work. Yeah, um, where the show exactly is what not I mean. giving, not throwing them a rope. It is fans. You know, you see this like the maybe the most egregious example is Blizzard with Overwatch fans put in so much work to to with art and fan fiction to tell the stories of these characters these characters who are nothing they have no personalities. They have no backstories. They have absolutely, there's absolutely nothing to them. And Blizzard just lets fans put in that work. It's like free labor basically. And people mm. will look at what, what goes on in Overwatch. They'll join an, uh, the Overwatch fan community. And be like, wow, these characters, I feel, you know, we know so much about them. They're so fleshed out. And it's, it's like Blizzard doesn't have to do that work. They can just let the fans do that work. Mm. And I feel like this is a great example of that. It's, it's and Marvel does this too. Marvel absolutely does this and game of thrones does it too it's just like let's let the fans work out for themselves how they feel about things and then we don't have to make a show that makes them feel any kind of way they'll just feel the way that they ultimately want to feel and we don't have to do the work
0: okay well i I just want to delineate generally speaking not about you know uh, marvel in particular but in general that people will do this with all sorts of things and like Alright, I don't want to get into the I don't want to get into Marvel, but just as an example, right? Like I think for me it it is consistently and it has nothing to do with what anyone wrote uh or what I've read into it, I find the um the reveal in Civil War to what happened, I will not spoil what happened if you have whatever. It's not relevant. But when when it's revealed what happened and and um uh regarding Tony Stark, etc. and relationship with Winter Soldier and Captain America, when that is revealed and I also really like Robert Downey Jr.'s performance there. That to me always really hits home. And it's not deep. It's just, you know, you know, we're talking about his family and stuff. And it's like a, you know, it's it's only it, the sadness is just in what happened and the feeling of betrayal from someone that's that he's grown close to. That's it. It's not deep. And then people will go on to like write a six, you know. Tumblr post thing on actually, it's even worse than you ever possibly could have ever imagined. Because remember this character and this, and then like it's like, well, that's okay, you're just reading in extra things to this, and that's fine, there's nothing wrong with that by all means. But I think what is there is substantive enough, at least for me, to it elicited it an emotional reaction for me, you know what I mean? Whereas, like, ghosts, what reaction could that possibly get from you? As a giant CGI wolf who has basically never been in this show and has no character personality whatsoever, like, he's not an entity in this show, what could you possibly be relating to? Unless you've just watched all eight seasons in, like, two weeks and you remember when he was a puppy. Uh, what are you relating to? What is your... What's the touchstone here? I don't I don't understand it.
1: I don't... Under, but again, and this is how I feel about... Like, I'm not denying whatever experience you had with those movies, but, like, I saw Endgame. I don't get why anyone cares about that movie. (laughs) I don't get why people care about these characters other than... I've watched so many of these movies. I've spent so much, I've, I've in and the, the the dreaded phrase, I've invested so much time in these movies. Right. So I feel like I have to have an emotional connection to them. I'm not saying that's what you have, but I feel like that's for a lot of people like, oh, I've spent so many, uh, 10, 11 years watching these movies. You know, I, I, I have to feel connected to them. And maybe for a lot of people, I have to invent a reason in my head why I should care yeah. <laughs> because otherwise, what am I doing with my life?
0: <laughs> no, but I don't like, want to I impugn
1: didn't... anyone's personal response. Again, if you have a thought... personal connection to these movies, I think that's great. Genuinely, I didn't. No, I
0: mean, like, I was I was sad at Endgame, but it wasn't like I Civil War gets me. Like each time I watch, like I actually think it's quite an emotional thing. And actually, bits of Winter Soldier also are quite sad for me. Like I think they're they 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 manage to sell that. Not every Marvel movie does this, and I know we're off on a tangent about Marvel movies, but I think it's a relevant point just in general that uh, you know there's there's some there's some there's more to me. Okay, there's more. To explain the relationship between Tony Stark and Captain America, than there is between Ghost and Jon Snow. Come on. You have to concede this point. That's, I mean, Ghost isn't a character. <laughs> it's not a thing in this show. He hasn't been in episodes for like three seasons. He's had nothing to do. No, I'm, but I, yeah. Mm.
1: Yes. No, you're right. I mean, I can't. It 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 is. But I'll say that it is degrees of the same problem. It is. <laughs> okay. Fine. We'll
0: it is degrees. <laughs> yeah. Um. But anyway, so you know, if you like this ghost scene, that's great. I just I didn't get it. Um. It was. I mean, I it wasn't against the scene. Like I just it happened, and I was like, okay. And then I was just shocked to see people picking up on it. That was a bit strange. Um.
1: Yeah, people love dogs. I mean. Dan yeah, people love
0: John? dogs, which is why it's such an obvious like emotional touch point to make a central thing in the show and make John have a relationship with this animal. Stop investing so much time in these stupid dragons that like actually, you know, it, you know, they have a relationship with Daenerys at least to some degree, right? Like you can tell Drogon and like Daenerys, they have some sort of, there's something there, right? Uh, uh, so at least there's a little bit of that, but like you didn't invest any of that time into John and, 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 um, and, uh, Ghost. And I just don't, I don't know. It seems like it would have been an obvious thing to do especially since as much as you can get behind the dragon and Daenerys thing, um, to some degree, uh, uh, it's much easier to understand it like a person and a dog. Like that could have really gotten. You know, well, that's, that's why the scene I didn't. It's have manipulative, a problem. but you could have done. Listen, it. that's
1: the scene. That's why I didn't have a problem with the scene because at a basic level, I see him reunite with his dog, and I'm like, oh, and that's it. That's my only reaction. I <laughs> don't yeah. Like, yeah, but that's that's what. What more do you? I mean, I'm gonna say, what more do you need? But like, obviously, yeah, they they. This moment would have been as good as people thought it was if they if John and Ghost had had an actual relationship. But I also don't have a problem with being like, oh, he saw his dog again. That's
0: nice. That's it. <laughs> You, I mean, it's particularly weird coming from you, because... You
1: I like, don't know what's happening. This episode, my reaction to this episode was... Re- I don't know what's happening to me. Something's well, wrong.
0: It's not just that. Also, you, like, are obsessed with the John Wick franchise, and the whole thing's about a relationship with a dog, and, like, how you can justify this. And also, <laughs> like, John Wick is bizarre to me.
1: I'm not justifying... No, it's the same thing. Like, the reason John Wick works is because, like, oh, yeah, he loves his... like. He, you don't need to do more explaining than like, oh wow, his wife gave him a dog and, and they killed his like they killed his dog. No wonder he's so pissed. Like that's that's why John Wick One works fundamentally. Yeah. Is because you un- you don't need to over explain why he's mad that they killed his dog. Cause everyone if you were a master assassin and someone killed your dog, of course you would go on a rampage trying to find the people who did it. Like, obviously. Um and that's why, yeah, the scene does the the whole reason the, the fundamental truth that the scene is operating on is that people love dogs.
0: <laughs> um, clearly I was barking up in the wrong tree. All right. So anyway,
1: go see John wick three. It's good <laughs> now in theaters.
0: Um, actually, you know what? So I just want to say this about the scene with John. By the way, um, Braun
1: Braun is in John Wick three. He's in a, he has a scene in John. Wick
0: 3. No, no kidding. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to mention Bron, uh towards the end there. Um, oh God, <laughs> The scene with um with Daenerys and and Jon and when he kills her and all that. And by the way, I, I don't know if you want to touch on this at all. There's been a lot of pushback just because, um, and we talked last episode about Daenerys' turn and all that. I want to get into that, but just basically like the idea that they've ri- they wrote themselves into such a corner that like they had to kill Daenerys. Um, and we should talk about like the gender angle of this episode in general is. Yeah, I mean,
2: let's let's get very, into that right it's, now. It's, um, well, it's
0: very David, but but to know let you know where my mind was at during the, and just to give you some sense of my general attitude towards this finale, when the dragon showed up with Daenerys and Jon, I was like, yes, Shrek ending. Um, but then,
2: oh it, come it, on, I <laughs> come no on. kidding! I,
0: I have in capital letters Shrek ending. And then I wrote, What Will Drogon Do? (laughs)
2: Uh,
0: But then he burned the throne, which I actually really liked. I actually wrote, Yay. So, um. Here's the thing. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: (laughs) The way that this show ends is that Daenerys goes crazy and she has to be put down, and then they put Bran Stark in charge. And here's the thing about that. If the show had ended any other, almost any other way, it would have rung completely false because this is, and this is, you know, I, I really listened to our episode on unbound, unbent, unbroken recently. And your argument about the Sansa scene was basically that this is the only thing that could have happened. And I disagree. Yes, actually,
0: it's very similar. Oh, that's a good point.
1: I disagreed oh. with you on that instance at the time, but I want to take that argument and apply it to how this, <laughs> I, I want to just steal it from you and talk about and use it the way I want. Amazing. Um, because yeah if game of people were so pissed and i was like what show are you do you think you've been watching how how did you think this show was going to end this show that patently one despises
0: women utterly hates women oh my god this is so surreal right now <laughs> i'm like having somebody if you <laughs> it's literally you i just listened to this episode and uh you know it's hard to listen to to listen to myself cuz i feels like i'm defending a scene that i hated I even at the time I hated it. I just didn't. I was just. I was. My reaction was towards the surprise everyone else had. I was like, surely you you knew this was going to happen in this show because this show's just gone off the deep end. And also, they just get off on making Ramsey Bolton torture people and be horrible to them. So like, like I I just thought you know surely you knew this was going to happen, um, and you were really like no Sansa's a different person. She should be able to somehow manipulate her way out of it or something like that. Um, and,
1: Which I still think is true, but we're not going to relitigate
0: it. We're not going to relitigate that, but it's just, it's literally, you're saying the same thing I said, but just in a different context. No, well, but listen. Like, what show have you been watching is what I said, I think.
1: <laughs> well, no, I, but the thing is, like, back then I was expressing disappointment that I felt like they had led, I'm, um, you know, we're, I'm, we're not even going to do this. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I just listened to us talk about that shit for 45 minutes five years ago. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like, the way this show ends with, oh, the woman goes crazy, you have to kill her, and then you'll just put mm. a, literally just a random man in charge yeah, <laughs> for no reason. And we'll talk about Tyrion's fucking reasoning, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, it's Game of Thrones. What the hell did you expect to happen? Ob- if if this show had ended with Danny killing Cersei and being triumphant and being the hero, that would have been... I would have said you're hypocrites. You know, like, you, you, you think you get to flex your feminism 101 bona fides now? In season eight? After after seasons well, and also one through killing,
0: seven? Killing killing, Cersei if she were the crazy... Like, I don't know that it would... It would have been slightly better than this situation, but... But at least Cersei still...
1: is, like, has been an interesting villain,
0: right? Like, yeah. she's... No, 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 a, I know. I'm just saying that just to put in context also, like... You know, the... If the show had
1: been about two powerful women coming at yeah. odds and clashing, and one of them wins, yeah, like that. But that's not what Game of Thrones is, has <laughs> ever been. Well, so we talked,
0: to... well let me just—if we we did in previous seasons talk about how um, it seemed to be a show sort of pivoting towards female rulers, which I thought yeah. would be really cool, which it didn't really embrace. But it was there was some groundwork there because we definitely discussed it. Um, and also, can we just I just I don't wanna I this is complete this is related, but it's it's a bit of a sidetrack, but I just need to say this, because it just occurred to me. Can we all just appreciate and by appreciate I mean like reflect on the fact that the show took Yara Greyjoy, who is amazing, mm-hmm. and said, Let's just make her leave the show and instead give all of the cool stuff that she might have done or like lines or scenes or whatever, and then create another character called Euron Greyjoy and then just have him be in the show and just write her out of it, basically. And then have her come back for the finale for like four seconds. They exchanged Yara for Euron. And that...
2: No, because
1: Euron was a villain. He, yeah, he was a villain. I know they don't they occupy do the same, same thing. narrative space.
0: No, but in terms of the Greyjoys, like he was written in almost exactly when she was written out, and actually she he was written in to remove her from the plot.
1: <laughs> you know what? That's true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they and then we got Euron, who we've discussed is just this like bizarre, like dumb character to have introduced for no reason. I mean, like he really had no real purpose. I think time for,
1: like, will. I think time will look kindly
0: on Euron. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and He's meanwhile, already Yara in my mind, Yara was electric. I mean, oh, yeah, she was...
1: I'm, I mean, Yara was fantastic. Uh, RIP, yeah, she's she they 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 in terms of you want to talk about wasted characters, I can't think of a character who is more wasted than Yara Greyjoy,
0: yeah, absolutely. I mean, Gemma Whelan, you know, Yara Rock, solid in my book, you know, and I think that's really important that I'm gonna stop responding, uh, I'm, not gonna the, <laughs>
1: I'm not gonna give you the satisfaction. <laughs>
0: This is all just an extended...
1: <laughs> Y'all rock sockets. solid.
0: What is the? What even is that? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I forgot why I did this, because it's so fun. It's so fun. And by the way, listening to the mm-hmm. episodes, like, you're mostly just raging on the other end of the... And I feel like I'm inadvertently... <laughs> not intentionally. I gotta tell you this. I was not trying to troll you in any of these podcasts. I remember. Uh, but I feel like I was anyway. <laughs> like, <laughs> I really wasn't trying to. You
1: have, there's no question that you have. Absolutely none whatsoever.
0: <laughs> anyway, um, but yes, uh, <laughs> Brand. um, Bran.
1: Well, um. You know what, do you, i oh, sorry, keep going, but then we'll.
0: No, Bran, no, go ahead. Bran, man, like can I you said. believe it?
1: <laughs> The show ending with murdering Dana- murdering all the women leaders except for Sansa, I guess, and putting a re- literally. <laughs> Tyrion looks around the room and he's like, "And the next king should be uh, Bran." <laughs> like, that's <laughs> literally how it plays out. You get the sense that they he says shot- he's
0: been thinking about it for a long time.
1: There's this long pause where he's like des- describing in very vague, general terms what the next leader should be, and he looks, and you get the sense that they like shot versions where he said multiple names. Mm. Like, because he gives this long pause, and it's like, and who has a better story than... Cut. Insert the shot of him saying every single character <laughs> who's there. Like, yeah. So for it to be Bran, it just makes sense to me. It makes sense that the show would choose someone who has no business running Westeros, who has never led anything in his life, who has... And and it's it's just... Of course, that's how Game of Thrones ends. I have I've been watching Game of Thrones since season one, and I couldn't have I thought it was going to be Jon, who at least is a leader and has led things and people Mm. like him. But it makes honestly, in retrospect, of course, look it had it could only be Bran. It could only be the last male member of the dominant noble house in Westeros, who has no business doing anything resembling being a king. But Tyrion's reasoning is what really gets me, because George and again, and and we can talk about the other way that this show really twists the knife in George R. R. Martin's chest, um, in this episode. George R. R. Martin's writing in, in in his in his Song of Ice and Fire books is very much about rejecting the notion of the the fantasy narrative. It's about it is a rebuke to like. The idea that there are stories and there are heroes and there are villains and that these stories and that stories like that matter, that they have anything to say, that they have any importance or purpose. Like it's very much and you can you know, you can call that. Oh, that's so edgy of you. Like, I get that. Um, But I think he makes a compelling argument of like, no, like in the in the real world, it's it's sometimes not that simple. Sometimes it is that simple. There are villainous (laughs) characters in his series, but sometimes it's not and sometimes just because you're the hero uh you don't get what you want you know mm. that's fine tell that story so for tyrion lannister in the final episode of game of thrones to say i've always loved a good story and really it's stories that you know just the worst like uh, uh tedious fluffy bullshit that of course uh, a show would end like this how many times i feel like i've heard this exact speech in, in many series finales before like oh you know really it's all about the power of storytelling <laughs> and to do that on a show that is adapted from a series of books that is very much about how oh no those all those narratives you've been told they're all bullshit they're all they're all nonsense and they and you are a weaker person for believing in them and for the show to end with Tyrion saying no those it's really the stories that matter and the stories we tell and who has a better story than uh Brand Stark, I guess. That's just like I, I, I don't, well, I don't. I'm I, I not do enough of a fan say, to be offended anymore. But if I really cared about these books, that would be like deeply offensive to me.
0: I, I do want to say that there's a, um, you know, if that's the mer- message of the books, maybe that explains why the Long Night was literally just one night, because all the <laughs> stories were that. Yeah, it was this no, date. I mean
1: literally. That's why the Night King is just a fairy tale in the books.
0: Well, but I mean. It's just a fairy tale, but also, you know, he's made out to be this, you know, outsized boogeyman. But then actually, you know, he's hard to beat, but he's not like impossible to beat by stretching the imagination. They yeah. sort of just do off with him, and then that's it. And the long night that lasted what eight thousand years before or whatever it was, like, is just one night, literally one night. And um, maybe that story just got exaggerated over time.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, so, yeah, like, th- that, that, is that is actually the kind makes of story... the long night
0: more in line with the books than.
1: And that is why I, I have a sneaking suspicion that that's one of the things that'll play out pretty similarly in the books. Um, because, yeah, like, it is very George R.R. R. Martin to to take this thing that you're supposed to be terrified of, this existential threat, and make it, you know, not easy to beat, but say, look, it's it's just a, it's a, it's a, at the end of the day, it's people with swords. And if you are stronger than them, you can beat them. And it's not like um, a cosmic Threat in that way. It's not. Mm. It's not uh, unthinkable. It's not. It's not impossible.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess it could. Although, it, you know,
1: we'll see. I mean,
0: but that is also what makes those that whole thing those those that threat interesting. Um. Or well, oh, yeah, or, that's the problem
1: with telling a story like, in the way that George R. R. Martin does. It's yeah. ultimately, you know, what those fantasy narratives—they're pretty cool, and I actually
0: like them. Exactly. Yeah. Or. Follow what you're doing, but then it's kind of underwhelming because you're like, "Well, yeah, it's more realistic, I guess." But eh, you know, yeah, um, yeah. So, Bran, uh, yeah, it's uh, the thing that bothers me the most about it. I mean, I don't. Again, I just, I was, I was laughing. I thought it was (laughs) hilarious. I was like, "Wow." They're really... That's really going to be... You know, good. it's
1: funny. Yeah, I was, too, because as soon as in that little speech when he's like... Um, he says something about history, and I say to my mom and my sister, he's going to say Bran. And they were like, what? I was like, he's going to say Bran should be the king.
2: And I was right. I can't <laughs> believe I was right.
0: It's just so... <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. But also, he, like... And people have pointed this out, so it's not like, you know, know, I'm not saying this is an original observation, but, like, he rejected Winterfell because he was like, I've transcended, I don't, I'm I'm beyond the realm. And then he says in the scene, he's like, yeah, why do you think I'm here? I'm going to be king.
2: (laughs) That's the best part. He's like, yeah. yeah, You guys, this
0: entire thing about me going beyond the wall and, like, meeting the children of the forest and becoming the three-eyed raven and the old guy, it was so I could be king. So... (laughs) This is what I foresaw. It's great.
2: It's fantastic. It you
0: is all exa- had to die perfect. and protect me in a little garden, not so I could face off with the Night King and have like a psychic battle with him, or warg into a dragon, or do any of the things that people thought maybe I would do. No, it's so that you could all sacrifice your lives and protect me from the Night King, so that I could become king of the, the Seven Kingdoms. That's what he was, let
1: Daenerys do. Nine eleven. Yeah. He let her do 9-11 so that so, John would have to kill her and he could become the king. Yeah. That's
0: amazing! I mean, just if you consider his plot.
1: His sinister plot! It's, it's, it stretches over seasons. It's incredible.
0: Which, as someone pointed out online, someone said that, uh, I've I sent this to you already, but um, it was a great line. It said, um, they said, uh, essentially, that, that Jamie's such a kingslayer, such a kingslayer, he tried to, to kill... <laughs> uh, Bran eight years it <laughs> and um, it's uh, it's a, it's funny but also like Bran kind of sucks so if, if this really was his plan or whatever the Three-Eyed Raven's plan and like and Hodor's sacrifice all of that so he could be king yeah the commoner just dies so he can be king um, I did like by the way that they addressed the idea of democracy
1: that was my favorite part of the episode Sam brings up, hey, maybe we should be a democracy. And they literally
0: laugh in his face. But at least it was brought up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That that was a
1: great moment. Yeah, because a lot of people have been saying, like, oh, you know, a great way for this show to end is maybe they should just reject the monarchy and say, like, that's the idealized version of this show. But again, that's not Game of Thrones. And I think in this moment, it is very cheekily acknowledging, like,
2: are
1: you kidding me? Become a democracy? We're never going to do
0: that. Give me a break. Which is fine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean... I'm glad that they, you know, it's fine to reject it, but you have to, like, deal with reality that this might be something, you know. Again, a different way to have that scene play out. I mean, why Sam would care about that is a weird thing. Because you
1: know, Sam's the only be, character there who's read a book.
0: Who's read a book or is um a little bit, uh, has a little bit of empathy. But, like, um, you know, if you had, had any common focus characters in the show, then you could have... You know, imagine if you had been checking in with a character throughout all eight seasons, just like a side character, just like once a season gets like a, a little scene um, and like the, you're just seeing like how all the rest of this stuff is affecting them without yeah. making them like main characters. That would be amazing. Would be and great. Then imagine that character is, is just there for some reason in the final scene and like gets to say that. You, know oh, you Like it's you build
1: just... up over the course of the show, like the events that lead to them being there. Yeah, that would be yeah awesome.
0: How cool would that be? Like they're, they're like, like a, they start yeah. as like a like a like a street urchin and then they're like you know shining shoes or whatever and then they become like a blacksmith and then they you know whatever I don't know some sort of thing that could be really cool yeah and then uh well, anyway it's a different show
1: that's yeah that show will never exist <laughs>
0: that show will never maybe this maybe this is the spinoff uh, <sighs> no, no I'm not
1: even.
0: yeah folks who want us to do the spinoff series yeah that's uh, nope <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> no, I'm so sorry
1: Start contrast <laughs> Dead It's
0: over Um We just uh, I just Yeah
2: I do think, I just I'm gonna, don't think we, we can do it You think I'm gonna start On another
1: Game of Thrones show After I got burned so bad On this one You gotta be kidding
0: me Yeah I mean it just seems like a Like a fool's errand I think It's just not worth Worth doing Um This is uh Just as but a, Look forward
1: to our Confederate show We are gonna do that <laughs>
0: <laughs> can you imagine? Oh my God! Maybe we I can't. Wait you know what? Show to
1: Maybe we should actually. That might be fun. I
0: don't think I can handle it, to be honest. And also, <laughs> I do wonder if, like, the complicit, like, this show, the you know, you're complicit. You know, seriously, here we're really, like complicit in endorse in like in like talking about like a dumb show, and like that doesn't mean anything. Who cares? You know, No, you're right. But, like, we but would but never do confe- that. But Confederate, like, you're endorsing basically the show by, <laughs> just by giving it airtime. Uh, legitimizing it with as like a as funny
1: as the concept of us doing a Confederate show is to me, I I don't think we could ever justify it.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, any, oh, yeah, I'm, now I'm already thinking of titles. Yeah. No, um, <laughs> oh no. I'm just kidding. That's terrible. I, I, we're not doing that. Um, Stars but anyway, I wanted radio. to just mention in this scene, there's um, there's another uh, there's a water bottle next to Sam's leg. Yep, I think. Um, <laughs> well done. Someone spotted. Great and, way to go uh, out. Incredible. And then in the... Pre- which, again, how? And in the previous scene, uh, in the previous episode, which we didn't mention, um, when Jamie's hugging Cersei... <laughs> yes! It's not his golden... Ha- it's not the golden hand on the other <laughs> side. It's like his regular hand is on <laughs> her back. <laughs> and you can see it in the shot. <laughs> um, which is astonishing. How did this happen? How did that happen? Because that's fundamentally important. It's even funnier to see that. And then know in the scene with Tyrion that the first thing he sees is his golden hand and mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, in the rubble and you're like, yeah, he, he didn't have that. <laughs> his regular hand's fine.
1: <sighs> Wouldn't it be great if the people who are making this show cared?
0: It feels so bad to say that, because like, I, there's, I, the, does. Like, I know that
1: people, I'm sure the people who do like the concept art and do or like the, the production like the production design, those people the costuming. care. The costuming, the, those people really, like, they clearly Give a shit. But the it's just that the people on the don't give a, don't the care. people on the well the people on the top level who really just.
0: Oh, and also could none not of the actors less. notice these things. Like the actors aren't going to go like, "Hey, there's a Starbucks cup literally in front of me as I'm talking," or like, <laughs> it's true. "There's a water bottle next to my leg." No, yeah, no
1: they're just like, noticed. "I want to go home." Someone will figure. It. Someone they'll they'll edit it out in CG, whatever.
0: Which is what they Which have done what... already with the cup, but uh, it's just like it it speaks to some. <sighs> Yeah, it um, speaks
1: just to yeah, the general level of apathy around the final season of this show, the biggest show it, which I've uh, absorbed. on television I've is absorbed. which is which has been passed on to you, not to <laughs> me, for I am cursed to care about Game of Thrones. <laughs> no matter what.
0: Um by the way, are they doing like an FDR thing with Bran? Was that sort of the I wasn't sure if that Oh was like,
1: shit. Yeah, they are, aren't they? Huh. I didn't even thought of that. Kind they of. Totally I mean, are.
0: I mean it's uh it's it's a loose connection and they don't do democracy so maybe it doesn't really apply but I was thinking he's kind of FDR. He doesn't have glasses so then it would have been really obvious. Um, so yeah, so, I mean there's not much else to say. I guess we'll just I'd, the small I, council and then the, like the where everyone goes.
1: The small council thing is cute. Um I do want to just and and we can talk about where everyone goes cuz I think the Arya thing's really dumb. But the moment that really solidified in me that this episode is kind of great in, in just the way it just, it flips the double bird to George R. R. Martin and then falls backward off a cliff, mm-hmm. um, is when Sam shows up and he says, and look at this book that Archmaester Ebro's finished, just finished writing a right. song of ice and fire. right And it's like, they're saying to George R. R. Martin, we finished it. You motherfucker.
0: Yeah. We did. It's a, uh, uh... Well, first of all, it's stupid, and uh, <laughs> like it's super, super dumb. And the other problem with it being dumb is like, like I love that conceit in Lord of the Rings, but that was written in nineteen like thirty or nineteen forty, like it was in the thirties or forties, right? It was a long time ago. It is not an interesting idea anymore.
1: Oh, it happens all the time. I there was the Red something
0: March was such a cool idea as a concept and like to have the Hobbit is like a story that was told by Bilbo about what happened. Um, there was something like cool recently idea. where,
1: where I was like, there needs to be a, there's some, I, there needs to be a name for this trope of like where a movie or a TV show ends with someone writing the book with the same title as the movie or TV show. And it's, it happens. There was something recently I saw that, that did this and yeah, it happens all the time and it's all coming from Lord of the Rings because Lord of the Rings, it's very, it's very poignant in Lord of the Rings. It's beautiful. And here it's just like he literally just slaps it down on the table, and it's like, yeah, well, here's the book about it. I didn't even write it. Some guy we've we've never seen wrote it. Who cares? And
0: then, and then here's well, no, we've seen him. He was uh, oh, we have uh, seen
1: him. You're right. From the yeah, 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 yeah. But, from when they
0: were, he was in the cast.
1: I I dare you to tell me one aspect of his physical appearance. It was Jim Broadbent.
0: I looked up an article.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that's cheating. I I, I would n- I would I couldn't remember that Jim Broadbent was on this show.
0: Yeah, me neither. I literally I looked this up because I didn't. I, I so what I read was, and this is again a question of fans doing the work for the. Someone was like, "Well, maybe this whole show was just Sam's version of the story, and we're gonna get a different version." Oh, like in, the in books. Uh,
1: like like what people say about three hundred.
0: Uh, what about three hundred?
1: People, because the guy who's narrating three hundred leaves oh, yeah. the story halfway through, so people are like, "Oh, well, that's why everything's so heightened and ridiculous." It's like hits his propaganda version of how the story went, which I think is a cool read on that movie. But I love the idea that it's like, yeah, "Oh yeah, this, yeah,
0: it's the same idea." Yeah.
1: This lame wet fart of an ending is how Sam decided it should end.
0: Yeah, or 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 why this? It, but it, the only reason I like this idea, I mean, it's another way of like retconning a whole show to like fit again fans doing work, but mm. um. As you said, but like uh, you know, it's this idea that like nothing tracks because Sam really wanted to focus on how awesome John was, but <laughs> but, but he actually had nothing to do with the finale. But it was just because he was in, in love with John, basically, <laughs> and so therefore, <laughs> yeah, it sort of uh, it it was a red herring because of Sam's bias on the
1: story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and we didn't even talk about the fact that John being a Targaryen had zero impact on yeah. anything.
0: Didn't like, he matter. wasn't even, it wasn't even in the scene when he, I guess it was that Drogon didn't eat him. Yeah. Right? I mean, or, again, but
1: that's also a very George R.R. Martin thing. It's like, oh, you're the prophesied, you're the fabled uh, leader who's the actual heir to the throne, and you're re- reclaim. yo, you don't reclaim your throne. You get mm-hmm. sent to pr- prison. <laughs> that's yeah. how your story ends. And that's- Although I
0: do like that people say, you know, I, I think I sent you I sent you a thing about this as well, but. You know, John gets sent to the wall, but he basically gets to go chill with with Tormund and the Wildlings, who yeah he wanted to be with anyway. So
1: <laughs> he gets what he wants. Yeah, that's the thing about this ending, which is crazy that this is how Game of Thrones ends. Is that everyone almost the three people you care about or supposed to care about? They all get what they want.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: That's and I mean, I mean, I just we'll launch into that really quick. I do want to say I think it's hilarious that Braun gets to be on the Small Council.
2: <laughs> I yeah, think that's I mean, hysterical. <laughs> Master think, of coin.
0: I think Braun being on the small council is, uh, is, uh, it's just proof that, that, that Braun wins over brains, you know? Uh.
1: Nope. Not gonna, nope. <laughs> um, anyway, one scene we completely forgot about that I really want to talk about is, uh, Brienne writing about Jamie in the book. Oh yeah, it's quite brief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um. That scene, and it's just, it's just tragic, man. It, that scene, if they, if if her, the last time she appeared on screen hadn't been her weeping about his dick, that scene would be beautiful. That would be the perfect, like, oh my god, their friendship. You know, they he, he meant so much to her, and their 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 relationship and their partnership was so was so powerful, and she is you know honoring him after his death. Like that's that's awesome. I, I would love that if if. She hadn't been reduced to to weeping over him two episodes ago. If th- if mm-hmm. you would cut that entirely, this would be just a just just it really fantastic. It. Yeah,
0: it does yeah. change it. and yeah, and also you know she has nothing. She says nothing during this meeting. She's there for some reason. Again, there's random people there who shouldn't be there who are not. Well, Lord she's in the
1: new Lord Commander of the of the Guard, probably.
0: Okay, S- says who? is like, the statement. It doesn't
1: matter. Braun is on the small council. It's all, it's all, it's all oh, countable. No, 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 Nothing matters anymore.
0: She's in the, sorry, she's in the small council.
1: Oh, oh, you mean, oh, no, and yes, on the, I agree with I, you.
0: And choosing, the, So she's not there, but she doesn't even stand up and go like, Sansa should be the queen. Should, should, yeah, like that would be an obvious line for her to say.
1: I do right? like, by the way- No when, one
0: advocates for Sansa at any point to be-
1: I like when they're all voting like, and Davos and Davos is like I don't know why I get a vote but I say yes. Well yeah, well, that's exactly it. Finally somebody <laughs> on
0: that that stage says something that is like like some some of them are like the last of the houses and whatever that kind of makes sense. Like Davos that, makes no sense. Davos is it's just a guy. There.
2: Yeah,
1: he's just there.
0: Yeah. Um
1: so that part was funny. And also I got I almost I have to believe that that was like if not improv, that um, he that Liam Cunningham came up with that on the set. He he went to the Davids and he was like, we have to acknowledge the fact that I should not get a say in this. (laughs) And they were like, yeah, sure. Say something.
0: It could be. I mean, yeah. Also, I just love that they like they brought Ed Edmure back. (laughs) Just so he could like
1: all the Edmure heads out there. (laughs)
0: Yeah, uh, and then also and Robin Aaron, Robin Aaron, who by the way, uh, one of our earlier podcasts, um, we we were cutting back to him when he was like training, but he wasn't very good at yeah sword fighting or whatever. And we were like, oh, there must be a reason for this. <laughs> Robin Aaron's going to be a character in this show because uh, there's no reason to keep coming back to. It. And and I was I was one of saying this, and I you were like, yeah, I guess. I mean, you're, you're right. Why would they keep yeah, they must be doing something with him.
1: Because uh, I knew and, that they don't do shit with him in the books, so.
0: and But it was for this. So I'm so glad I predicted his very important role of sitting there and not saying anything. So that's yeah. cool.
1: Oh, and they, and they throw in the new Prince of Dorne, too. <laughs> really? Oh, the guy in clearly, like, yellow-orange robes. That was the Prince of Dorne.
0: Why was that a thing? They could have just left Dorne out of it.
1: He is credited. I'm not joking as the unnamed Prince of Dorne.
0: <laughs> and you know, they they said uh, they asked the HBO head of programming, like, because people want? With we'll, you said you want to talk about the Arya stuff, but like, they they want to know, are we going to get any? You know, we're we going to see is there going to be like a, a like a spinoff about Arya or something like that? And he was like, no, we are never doing another sequel. To this <laughs> it's, never, it's never happening. Which means that that Dorne thing is literally pointless. Yeah. Yeah, there's literally it is. no value in it. Yep. So, just yep. so everyone is aware, like, there's nothing else after this. There's spin offs that are going to be set as prequels, but there will never be. And he, they said specifically, even more specifically, we will not let anyone use any of the characters from this show. They're, 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 uh, that they're is David amazing. And, they're David and, um, uh, and David's, yeah. Uh, the David's, yes. They're the David's characters, and we're not going to, and we don't want, you know, that's their world. And so we're not letting anybody else like use those characters.
1: That's their world, you assholes. It's George R.R. Yeah. Martin's world.
2: It's,
0: it's just you a borrowed it. Thing to say, um. So yeah, so that's not happening. But also, like the Dorn thing, it's just like why?
1: Because because the fans just love Dorn. So because much. if
0: they didn't, they'd be like. Because the you know the, all the Dorn fans would have come out and be like, "Where were all of the? You know, uh, where were all of the 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 the, the Dornish?" Characters in your finale. Uh, anyway, so yeah, yeah, the ending. Uh, we've got John going on the wall. Sans is the
1: queen in the north.
0: Queen in the north, which is cool. Um, kind of what she already was doing.
1: Yeah, it's not really like
0: (laughs) it's not really a big transition, but you've been been there. Yeah, it's been formalized. And she seceded,
1: um, which is, I guess, which is also funny, like, Sansa says, oh, the, the North secedes from the Seven Kingdoms, and there's no cut to Yara being like, uh, can we? Because, like, that was true. our kind of, that was kind of our whole thing. Yep. is like, we, we kind of did that rebellion and it didn't yep. work out. Yep. Um, yep. And, but no, I guess, nope. She doesn't take the opportunity.
0: Yep, it's just completely, uh, <sighs> but I just uh, all the characters, like, Brienne not saying anything about Sansa, and yeah, exactly, Yara, it's a great point. I didn't even think of that, but she should have been, advocating for the Iron Iron Isles. Nope. Because, nope.
2: Um, again, these aren't characters
0: anymore. They're just, like, nope. names and, like, actors who need to be in scenes for... Exactly. Um, yes, a bit like Endgame, but, you know. Uh, <laughs> a bit. <sighs> um, but Can I, uh, yeah, can I talk I, about...
1: I want to take the opportunity, because there was a running thread for many, many years on Stark Contrast that I want to take this opportunity now to wrap up. Oh, great. Um, pretty much every season finale up to probably not season seven, but at least four or five and six, I would say to you something along the lines of there's something in the books and I can't tell you what it is, but I think they might be leading up to it. I think, I think okay. they're going to do it. And I can- do you remember this? Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to know what it is? Sure. Go ahead. Cause they're not going to do it. <laughs> Clearly it's over. So, after the Red Wedding, um, Thoros of Myr and Beric Dondarrion find Catelyn's body, which had been dumped in a river, and they bring her back to life. Mm. And she and them and their people, who I can't remember the name of, the, um, the Brotherhood, they go around the countryside, brutally murdering Freys. And they call her Lady Stoneheart. And she can't really speak because her throat has been slit. And she's very scary. Um, and Arya, I think this is right. I haven't read the books in so long. But Arya kind of has an encounter with her. And it is one of the things that I feel like, in the books, this will lead her away from the revenge stuff. Is her is her seeing her mother like that. Um, Lady Stoneheart is not on the show. Completely cut. Very cool thing, completely cut. And again, this is kind of like the Tyrion stuff. Like, I feel like Arya's arc would make so much more sense if that had happened. If there had been, if they had had that experience to lean on. Because as of now, like we talked about last episode, um, she turns away from revenge just because the Hound says two sentences to her, and there's no real lead up to that. It's not really an arc. It's just a thing that happens, and it could have that could have been part of the arc, but it's not, and. It also could have been part of the arc of her deciding, actually, I don't care about my family. I'm going to go run away and be an adventurer. Even though the entire, my entire thing on this show, since the end of season one, is that I've been on journeys that I don't want to be a part of and and had to go to places I don't want to be and and, and all that. And I I just wanted to return. I've just been trying to return home. I can come home now? Well, it's been a nice five minutes. I'm going to go see what's west of Westeros.
0: Yeah, I mean, I didn't really mind it because I mean, she was she's been saying all season that she she's like I can't I can't stay here I need to leave West I need to leave Winterfell. I wasn't expecting her to go to King's Landing. That was weird. Um, but I when she left with the Hound, I was like, cool, that's the end of their arc. I would have been fine with that. And then they decided to have them go to King's Landing, which in retrospect was stupid, and they should have just stayed where they were. Yeah. Um, like on the trail, just doing whatever they wanted. Um, but she likes to she i think she doesn't really fit in the i mean i think it does fit with her her arc right that she doesn't want to be you know she doesn't want to be a lady she doesn't want to be um uh as in like she doesn't want to be a, a, like the head of a house or in any sort of she doesn't want anything like sansa's life and she doesn't even want to be like uh, living in winterfell with sansa like, she just doesn't want to be a part of that like that's not her her style um and by the way, by the way, apparently in season, like, three, four.
1: Oh, she remember, said this, yeah. She said,
0: what's what's west of Westeros? She asked somebody that. I think it's one of the theater troupe people. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has, like, this interest in it. Um, again, it is literally the end of Lord of the Rings. Uh, yep. yep. So that irritates me because, again.
1: This entire show that is literally written, these books that are literally written as a response to the Lord of the Rings.
0: Yep. They just lifting Lord of the
1: Rings. They just did the, the ending. Yeah. God I mean, Jesus Christ! It's but it's, but I don't think it's
0: not in fitting with her character. You know what I mean? So I, I me, don't
1: know. It didn't. It didn't track for me.
0: Um. Well, it's independence. So she gets to like have her. You know, she has her own. No, hey, that all make, make sense. That
1: all make sense to me. It's her. It's her leaving her family. When I don't. I don't see the connection. To, I don't see where that break happened for her, and I agree that like this season, she was talking a lot. Like, I can't stay here. Well, would have been helped. I don't belong here. What?
0: It, it would have helped if she had, you know, talked to any of this. Oh thing. no! If, if, there story, other, if there was a story, if there was a story,
1: and they were writing characters, it definitely would have helped. If
0: there was a story. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, it is what it is. I don't know. There's that scene. There's another Another season that ends. Maybe it's called Home. That ends with her on a boat as well. I think she's going to SS at that point. Yeah. Um so it's also like a visual a little bit of a visual parallel there. Um but yeah, I don't know. It is yeah, whatever. Uh it doesn't matter. I'm never gonna get a sequel, so it's just uh it's just like an epilogue. It's just like actually, yeah. you know, somebody said this whole thing is just a John Hughes homage. Uh Oh yeah, <laughs> I saw that. That was yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean it is basically. Um I do and like that final... By the way, the oh, one thing I really want to mention is that uh, the music in this episode was amazing.
1: Yep, fantastic. Always I mean,
0: I, I have not commented as much on previous episodes as, as, as you have in Diego and a few other people. Um, and it's not because I didn't think the music was good. I thought it was good. Sometimes it was fine. It was good. Um, but I loved the music in this episode partially because they added vocal tracks to things that didn't have vocal tracks before or are rarely used. And it was awesome. It was so different and it really it helped it feel different as a finale as opposed to just another episode. So I love that and so I love the final scene. I'd actually love to get the soundtrack to this episode or season or whatever cuz it's really good. Um but that final scene where John's heading into the woods and it's also very reminiscent of the very first episode of the series, which I thought was cool. Um uh although different context where there's no white walkers. So but uh i so yeah i thought that was i thought that was really fantastic so there's a lot of like uh this cool musical cues that i that i was into um and uh yeah just wanted to just wanted to mention that
1: yeah sure um yeah it's a it's a it, it sum up my feelings mm-hmm. it's a it's a bad ending but i don't know how else the show was supposed to end
0: is it the bad ending is it like in mass effect or whatever it's a
1: the bad no, that's the, the thing. That, that's the thing. In term, in like in like video game terms, this is the good ending. Which is why it's bad. <laughs> it's like the... It's... Ugh, I just... Oh my god. Uh, it's just... It just sucks.
0: You know what I would like to see? What? I would like to have a... I'm envisioning sort of a... a, a Ghost of Future Past sort of Christmas Carol scenario for myself. <laughs> and in this scenario I wanna see a parallel universe. Uh, okay. where with different endings of Game of Thrones and how people reacted to it. And one of them I want to just see Daenerys uh kills every other character that we know by name on the show. And then it just ends. And it's like twenty minutes long. And cool. I just wanna see
2: Yeah, how sounds great.
0: I think it would be so funny because I think a lot of people would be like really into it and but like she just is super like murdery. She's just like and it's like and they keep all the keep all the like Nazi imagery and stuff. You know what I mean? Like don't mm-hmm. don't get rid of that. Yeah. But just have her just murder everyone and like see if people are still really into her character. And I bet you I bet you they would be. Yeah. But I just I yeah. So that's sweet, a bad ending, queen. but it might be a good ending. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean <laughs> I I wanna see uh... Like I, like I've been saying all season, I thought this was going to end with Jon being very sad on the Iron Throne, and in a sense, I'm glad that didn't happen because that would have been a worse ending. It would have been dumber and more obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we got is just like, yeah, man, it's this is how Game of Thrones ends. This is how this is this is the level of bad that Game of Thrones has been operating on for a very long time.
0: Well, I mean, especially when Daenerys got to Westeros, the story really started to fester. Nope,
1: Nope. 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 <laughs> I saw that one coming. I cut you off at the pass. Um, Do you have these written down? Have you, are you, do you have a list? No. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. I feel like that's, I don't know if you saw Phantom Thread. I feel like that dinner scene. It's like, do you have a gun? Have you come here to murder me?
0: (laughs) I haven't, I haven't seen Phantom Thread, but um, I'm now looking forward to that. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, it was, I was gonna say something about that. Um, oh yeah, and oh, the one other thing we didn't mention was um, Tyrion getting rewarded, the hand of king, hand of the king again. Um, so like on one hand, I'm really into restorative justice, and like I'm very <laughs> into like oh, that's you know politically sure. super yeah. cool. Uh But like practically speaking, and like <laughs> messages on the show is like Tyrion gets to be a pretty bad hand of the queen and then murder people and just generally be kind of, and then get her get his best friend murdered and just not really have a good judge of character at all and just make bad decisions and then, um, be a, be a prisoner, get to monologue without any sort of rebuke from gray worm. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's sort of just like generally is like, no, but then he doesn't really do anything about it. And, um, uh then his reward is he gets to be hand of the king again for some reason. So it's cool. Yeah, great. Awesome. Yeah. Um Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Uh yeah, Jazz Hands. <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really was a Game of Thrones. I really
1: um, it would have all been redeemed if, if in the end of that speech and if he was saying something like, and we have to stop playing this Game of Game Thrones. Of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> That, and he it, just
0: he just like looks at the camera for like but like <laughs> almost imperceptibly, you know, like Neo at the end of the Matrix, right? Just
1: It would all yeah. wipe the slate clean. It's it's all forgiven <laughs> if that had happened.
0: That'd be amazing. Um Okay. Uh so yeah, uh that's uh that's the finale. I'm sure there's people out there are like, but well, you didn't talk about this, that, or the other thing. I yeah, don't leave a, we talk about everything. But like I don't care. Uh, Three
1: things happen in this episode.
0: Yeah, basically nothing happened in this episode. And also like the other problem is you have found things that you even like about this episode. I found well I mean I got laughed once or twice. It was basic I
1: can't wait to get back to talking with you about a show you actually care oh, about. Man. I I gotta <laughs> say. because...
0: <laughs> and I just and I didn't care, right. So we're not going to have the same level of investment as a lot of people out there who were so angry about this finale. Um, yeah, there people were just really angry about this finale. And I just, you know, I just can't be there with you guys. I'm sorry. Well, that's the thing.
1: Hey, we stopped liking this show four seasons ago. Yeah. Like, we... yeah. <laughs> yeah I can we, imagine. We were with you.
0: We're just, we were ahead of you. It's kind of yeah, like, exactly. uh, if you can imagine uh, some sort of a time travelly character who can sort of inhabit the body of a previous character, Sort of thing. Um, <laughs> show
2: that. That'd be cool.
1: They should yeah, They should make a show about that. That'd hmm. be would uh, be awesome.
0: Um, yeah, actually, there was a there was this. Uh, I sent this. I sent this to you. I'll, I'll link it in the uh, the description if you guys want to read it. Um, it's a an article on uh, a great website, uh, Reductress. Um, <laughs> woman said, uh, "Game of Thrones is." over uh after eight years of hating it. And um <laughs> That's me. And uh <laughs> yeah, I yeah, it to disaster. I said is this you um <laughs> and there's this great bit uh that talks about uh um how it's affecting uh this person's uh this Linnea character's uh relationship with her friend Lucy. Uh to be honest, I'm worried about our friendship, says Linnea Solomon. I've known Lucy since kindergarten but for the past eight years all she ever talked about was how awful David Benioff and D.B. Weiss are. I don't even know where she works. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just literally us, so I thought that, that was
1: That is, it's, that's perfect. They must listen to the show.
0: Oh, yeah, must. Um, and by Everyone the way, does. thanks, thanks, to, uh, thanks to, to Anya for bringing that to my attention, because it is very um, <laughs> observational <laughs> to highlight that. Um, okay, so uh, we'll just... You know, just a quick reflection on the series. We've we've mentioned, you know, giving up the ghosts as like a general thing, and like Daenerys getting in Westeros was um, um, bad, and there was just a lot of bad things, not inherently, but just like as markers of when the show sort of really like lost its mind um, uh, at various points. But uh, in terms of uh, where we thought the show was good, where we sh- thought the show was bad, and also favorite characters at this point or best characters. Whatever you want to call it, um, I think it would be cool to just see that considering the whole arc of the show. Um, so yeah, why don't you go first? We'll we'll go back and forth. We'll start with, we'll we'll end positively. Okay. Which is a f- maybe the f- a first on uh, game going So we'll start with <laughs> worst episodes. Okay. So
1: my answer, like my answer, if you would ask me... at any point if you would ask me this, would be unbowed, unbent, unbroken. But revisiting that podcast reminded me that there is so much bad about that episode that is not just the the rape scene, because it has all this. uh, I I didn't rewatch the episode, but but an apparently summary
0: of it, yeah,
1: an apparently terrible Dorn scene, um, where like the fight was unwatchably bad and it didn't make (laughs) any sense, and like any everything with Dorn in that season was terrible, and it seems like that was kind of the apex of it. So yeah, I mean, unbowed, unbent, unbroken. I-, I can't, I can't think of a worse episode. Beyond the wall is close, though.
0: Beyond the wall is close. Um, I think I'm gonna have to agree with you. Uh, although I would also maybe even, oh, I don't know, tie it. Um, like it's hard to not just. And it's hard because, like, in reflection, you know, I don't know what scene specifically was in each. Like, I think go, I'm going to go back and rewatch those guys, so sorry. But, um, like, just Ramsey Bolton torture scenes, right? Yeah. There are in so many of those, and I found those unwatchable, and they just go on forever with torturing theon. Um, I don't know that it's worse than Unbound, Unbound and Broken. Uh, I don't, I guess it's not. Uh, just I mean, it's part like, of the same like, thing. It's, context. Yeah um well yeah but also the great you know that's you know, there's also the gender context and other things going on I'm bound a been broken so maybe so i would say that's probably worse but it's yeah it's all just garbage i will say that it was season five was starting i was adamant that season two was the worst season because i hated season two I
2: know. um
0: and uh by the end of season five i have to imagine my opinion changed uh because, mm. <laughs> because yeah. i didn't realize how good i had it um <laughs>
1: Oh, and what what episode did um, Stannis barbecue his family? That was bad too.
0: Yeah, I don't remember what I, I, I was. That was
1: must have been the season five finale.
0: Um, I'm not sure. Uh,
1: no, it's the, it was episode nine. That was the big. Remember when they used to do like a big thing in episode nine?
2: Yeah, it was, it was season,
1: season five, episode nine. That was what it, it was.
0: That's it. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the name of the episode, but yeah, that's the one.
2: That was a bad one.
1: Oh, and that was the thing. I'm looking at it now. That was the episode where Arya, there's Marin Trant being a pedophile, and that was like that's just that's gross. You don't have to, you don't have to do that on Tun Television.
0: Oh yeah, that was a whole thing. That um, was bad.
1: There was more Dorn
0: in that episode too. The Dance of Dragons. That's that was the an episode. Yes, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, okay, and uh oh we can uh let's do we'll we're gonna we're gonna get positive at the end, so well when we also do not to rag on any particular performances per se, although if you need to, by all means, um also worst character I want to throw worst character as well
1: ramsey i mean
0: i mean oh <laughs> wow <laughs> that was quick
1: I, I come on like who who else is even close who else well, is even approaches the badness of ramsey?
0: Ramsey was bad. I mean, look. All right. Well, yeah, go ahead. And make your case. Why was...
1: <laughs> I don't need to make a case. We have hours, you know, several days worth of podcasts probably of just talking about how shit Ramsey Snow is. He's he's this character who just... I think Joffrey is, in retrospect, a pretty good character. He's not as good as he is in the books because they, just by necessity of television, have to flatten him a little bit. Mm. Um. But like, Joffrey is a fun character to hate. You look at him and you're like, oh, he's terrible. He's the worst. But you like you like watching him because you're waiting, like, oh, and he's going to get his comeuppance, and it's going to be so good. And he does. Ramsey is not fun to hate. Ramsey, you watch and you're like, I am so furious with with this character, and I just and there's nothing fun about it. There's nothing entertaining about how bad this character is, is and the, the terrible things he's doing. There's nothing. There's no joy to be had in watching him do the things he does because it's just so heinous and despicable and and vile. And it's just yeah, there's just nothing redeemable about anything that happens with Ramsey. Whereas I feel like with and I feel like the worst part is that they 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 took the wrong lessons from Joffrey. Because Ramsey, you know, he's in season three, I guess, but really like it feels like in when they introduce him in season three, they're kind of being like, well, we know Joffrey is on his way out soon. We have to introduce a replacement character who's going to replace Joffrey as like the villain of the show. And yeah, it's just, it's just utterly shameful. They should, they should, they should quit writing <laughs> after writing. Anyone who had anything to do with the writing of Ramsay Snow should quit the profession because it's just, it's just despicable.
0: I, I agree that the writing was really bad. There's Here's, a but. Yeah, there's a but. And it's not a but in defense of uh, the character at all. I I completely understand what you're saying. And I... I'm not even sure I disagree with you. I think probably the worst character. But Iwan Rayon does a good job with mm, that I character. Guess. I guess. In, in, and there are like, like to me, because that character does the worst thing to the show, it's hard not to associate them, but like, as a, as an example, there are other characters like this in the show, certainly Littlefinger by the end, was just a caricature of a caricature,
1: um. But he was fun, like, you know, Little, Littlefinger, no, 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 and, 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 um, God, who plays him? Um, what's his name? I know. I know his name. He's been in other stuff. Yeah. And do you not? No, I don't. Okay, right, I mean, well, I, never I mind did. then. <laughs> but no, Littlefinger is like, it's fun to have a character on this show who is just like it, a scumbag.
0: Aiden Gillen.
1: Aiden Gillen, Aiden Gillen Yeah. He's just a scumbag, and he's not evil. He's just like scuzzy and and gross, and just like you just look at him you're like, "Uh, that well, guy I mean, with he, little Littlefinger.
0: He's, he's also the response. You know, he's responsible for selling Sansa basically.
1: He is, and he's. You know, I'm not defending him. He's a terrible person, but the the
0: the act. He's not he's, evil. I, I think he's, he's
1: not. A, he is. Yeah, he is not. Evil in the way that Ramsey is evil, and that makes him to me really fun to watch. Like, oh, this this asshole and his scheming, and what, what's you he going to so get up to? By, you were
0: so angry, but you were so angry. But I'm not. I'm not. Obviously, I loved um, Littlefinger in like the beginning, but like I, I think I liked him.
2: Ended. I I liked him more. I think
1: I liked him more when they stopped writing him well. I, I think I found him more endearing when he was just a like scuzzy loser.
0: Okay. All right. Well anyway. I don't know, that's I, just me. That's, that's just how that's just what I'm into. But I don't think he's worse than Ramsey. I'm not saying that. I what I was gonna say was you're on Greyjoy, where neither the performance <laughs> nor the character and like didn't even fit like as awful as uh Ramsey was he was totally believable in the Game of Thrones world. Right? Would you say that? Like if they had I guess. done one sure. Theon sure. Peep torture scene instead of twenty and didn't have the Sansa scene and just like but you understood that was the kind of character because by that point we already knew what kind of character he was, right? That's all we needed, um, which was yeah. our point in the whole thing. Um, yeah. that you would be like, Yeah, he's a Game of Thrones character, sure. Um, that would be totally reasonable. Um, whereas like Euron, uh, what
2: you're, you know, what's funny <laughs> you know what I is mean? we've talked like, a lot of shit back about characters Euron, they're
0: just like, there's just nothing, they're like, they're like tissue paper, right? There's
1: you know, what's funny is that Euron. I, I agree with you, but in his final scene, I I kind of started to come around on him for the same reason wow. that I, for the same reason, it's the exact same thing I'm talking about with Littlefinger. It's just like, oh, this guy sucks. Like, I kind of love how much this guy sucks and he's just, there's nothing interesting about him. There's nothing to him. He's just a jerk and, and like, and just hateful and he's just the worst and he's terribly written. And I don't know, like, I find that I, when he's lying there bleeding out and he's like, I'm the man who killed Jamie Lannister. I'm like, yeah, you are. You you, you little, you really did it, you little guy. You'll you, you, be proud of yourself. <laughs>
0: like, I, I don't Such know. It's a I, weird response to a character. I don't know.
1: Like, I find there's something really likable to me about a character who's just a scumbag. And is just unapologetically a scumbag. And it's not like, it is not like. Reprehensible in the like, not what Euron does on this show. Nothing he does can be said to be reprehensible. He's just a sleazy douchebag who wants to have sex with Cersei, and that's it. <laughs> like, that's come on, that's that's kind of great.
2: Yeah, um, if you
1: don't, if you have no expectations for what for this show being good, that's great.
0: Yeah, it's hard to evaluate the characters because we of where we were when we, you know, if you introduced yeah. Euron in season two, you'd be like is awful
2: yeah absolutely
0: um but then by season eight you're like or season seven whatever it's like yeah why not
1: yeah exactly that that's exactly where i'm at yeah sure yeah this this show has been shit this show has been shit for so long this character fine it's not like you're ruining a character i liked so yeah i'll take it
0: (laughs) all right well so we've got that covered i mean yeah i think i'd probably go with Ramsey just because i hated all those scenes but um I don't think it's Iowan Rand's fault. Um, and he he does the same thing over and over again. And I think that that's, you could say, oh, that's bad. But like, I know the actor, he's been in lots of other things. And is, is doesn't just do that at all. Um, he's not my favorite actor or anything, but he's, he's capable of more than that. But when that's all they give him over and over to do, like, I almost feel bad. <laughs> like, it's, it's Can you imagine yeah. being that actor? Having to do yeah, all those it'd scenes? Yeah, he'd be terrible. Miserable.
1: <laughs> Miserable.
0: Oh, it's just awful. Um. Okay. Uh. Best episode.
1: Um. As I was looking at this list of episodes before we started recording, the one that jumped out to me is "A Golden Crown" from season one. Oh, good choice. Um, and it's not just because that final scene where the episode gets its name is mm. fantastic, but there is so much good in this episode. The I, um, let me run it down. In this episode, Braun is introduced and he kicks the guy through the moon door. Great scene. Um, Arya, there's scenes with Arya and Syrio Pharrell. Those scenes are all fun. Um, there's the big twist, which is that Joffrey and the other kids. This is the, this is the episode where Ned discovers that Joffrey is the son of Jamie and Cersei. That big twist happens, and then at the end of it, you get the golden crown scene. Like it's just, it's just everything in it is great, and it's directed by our guy Daniel Minahan, and it's just, it's it's
0: awesome. So I'm going to pick I, I I love a golden crown and actually that would have been that would have been up there. The other one that I was thinking about was um uh the the lion and the wolf. Yes, that's because that as um, we, that's the I, episode I, right before. As I said last episode, that is where everything kicks off. Um and this, if you're watching the show that you have to watch the last five episodes like immediately because it's so exciting by that point. Because that's when Ned gets turned on, and you're like, "Oh, what's going to happen? How is he going to get out of this?" And of course, he doesn't. Um, funny enough, Baylor is not my favorite episode. Everyone likes Baylor, but that's, you know, it's fine. It's good. It's not fine. It's it's good, but it's not it's not my favorite episode. Yeah. Um, my favorite episode of all of Game of Thrones, by far, is um, the tenth episode of Game of Thrones, which is called Fire and Blood, which is directed by Alan Taylor.
2: Yeah, that's
0: a um, great episode. It is, I think I said this on the last episode. It's the only time I've ever done this, but at the end of the episode, I stood up and I literally cheered. I was like clapping. I was like, this is so, so, so cool. Um, and like, so a lot of stuff happens in this, but like the scene for me that just sells everything because obviously, this is the follow on of all of these, um, Oh, like the th- the follow-up of last episode of the previous episode which is Ned dying so you're like what does the show even do now it doesn't even have a protagonist anymore uh and and now Sansa's stranded without her dad and all this with all the rest of it and she's stuck with um uh with with Joffrey and they're building up the night's watch um and <laughs> There's this idea that, like, John's going to desert the Night's Watch and join Rob and all the rest of it. Um, and it's just, like, it's crazy. And all of that's um, uh, a, a fantastic, like, foreshadowing of what could have been, I suppose, uh, now that we've <laughs> finished the show. But at the time, it was so exciting. But perhaps most excitingly, um, we have uh, this incredible scene where Daenerys um, takes... The eggs into the fire and then like comes out with dragons. And I just no scene has ever achieved that level of talk about moments. Like nothing Game of Thrones ever did after that ever lived up to that, in my opinion. Like, that was incredible. First of all, the dragons looked amazing. And like just In twenty eleven, yeah. Eh, they, do they not look good now?
1: I mean I haven't rewatched the scene, that's just a guess given the budget. Uh of an HBO show in 2011, um, but like
0: they didn't. There was no other CGI. Remember, like now it's everything CGI, but like they didn't have anything else. Yeah. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The dragons were the only focus, and like it was just one little scene. Um, but also the the CGI looked good, and we were like, "Whoa!" Like the show has do can make realistic creatures. This is new. Um, and also just like the imagery of Daenerys coming out, uh. Naked because it's Game of Thrones, yeah. Uh, but she also, but she, you know, but it made sense, you know. She was in the fire and whatever. She up with dragons on her. it was just incredible. I couldn't believe it. It like the the show. It seemed like it blew its its um its like major plot point in the ninth episode, and then just upends everything with fucking dragons. I mean, it was amazing, mm-hmm. and like it's so sad to see in season eight the finale, and we're done now, and in my, like, in how I'm interacting with the show now, I'm like, oh, another fucking dragon, like, I don't care about these dragons anymore, and it's so distressing to me considering where it started that I could feel that way, but I just, ah, I mean, that's what's happened, that's what the show did, it made me hate the dragons, and I hate them, but just don't not care. And that's, that's unforgivable. So that's me. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Uh, it's a great episode. Um, so, uh, yeah. And then, uh, uh, best, best character.
1: See, this is the hard part for me just because with a great episode, you can look back on the great episode and like, that was great. But with a great character, it's like so many characters on this show just turned to garbage in the later yeah. seasons. It's like, I honestly don't. Yara,
0: you can, you can you can nuance it if you need to do like a listen,
1: season listen. Yara is really cool. Yeah, I love Tormund. Tormund's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, um,
0: and never really got
1: bad. No, yeah, actually, that's a great example of a character who was like there wasn't never much to him, but just they stuck with what they had all the way through, yeah. and it always yeah. worked.
0: And and actually, the same for Yara when she was around, she was always the same. Which yeah, was good. I mean, um,
1: you know, I like Brienne. I really liked Stannis just because the concept of Stannis as this very um, very extremely serious, no drama, no bullshit guy who also like is a strong believer in blood magic. like That's just hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. So Stannis conceptually is great. Um, and also Renly was fun when he was around. It's just, again, it's just like a guy who's like, I don't really care about all well, your- Stannis lives.
0: and Renly are not who I thought you were going to bring up in this
1: discussion. But that's the thing. These are characters who haven't been around for a long time. The characters who ended the show I feel weird calling them my favorite characters just because like they haven't been characters in forever. Tywin. Tywin would might be my favorite of all time. Mm. Tywin was so I, good. And Charles Dance, maybe oh yeah. the best performance on this show. Just amazing character. And, so he, and, was,
0: he was really good. And actually I was going to bring up a specific scene with him, which is when he's skinning the deer.
1: Yes. That's like his first scene, isn't it?
0: Um, is it's his it, first I, scene. I think it is. I think that's how he's introduced. Talk about visual metaphors, right? Yes. Well, seriously, yeah. Awesome. Um, anyway, yeah. So uh, Charles Dance is uh, his time at Lannister. Fantastic.
1: Yeah, totally. Uh, I mean, yeah. That's. I, I have a feeling you probably have more to say than I do.
0: No, not necessarily. I mean, I, I was, I was strongly inclined to go with, um, uh, you know, Ned Stark. Sure, Ned Stark's amazing. That's great. Yeah fantastic character. Um you know oh, I just really say
1: Robert Baratheon too. I miss him.
0: Robert Baratheon actually is an incredible choice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was so much fun. He was so ridiculous. I loved him.
0: He was fantastic. Um and uh yeah, and but f- yeah, Ned Stark just you know, he he was an anchor to the whole show and an introduction to this very complex world. Um so yeah, I mean and and I really think that it, you know we 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 kind of take for granted I think at this point the fact that um Sean Bean is just like the guy who is in fantasy things because he was in Game of Thrones <laughs> and uh he's also in like epic, you know, in, like a war series and like all this other stuff like it's just it's his thing. Um but he's in those things, in large part because he's really actually quite a good actor, yeah, and totally. uh, and he's not just, but he's not just you know I, I love Lord of the Rings, but like Boromir's not very compelling as a character, he's just kind of i mean there's 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 something to him right he's he's a he's he's drawn to the power of the ring, but he's also clearly got some emotional connection to frodo and doesn't really want to hurt him even though and he does protect the hobbits and dies doing it whatever fine um but like in this he has to be a dad um and he has to also like like you just he has strong dad vibes right totally yeah absolutely you want him to live you want him to do well so when he's like you know it's like um it's like a, a a movie where, like, there's the, the house, you know, there's, like, a Home Invaders or some sort of thing, whatever, and, like, the dad with, like, glasses on and, like, you know, a buttoned shirt or whatever, looks like kind of a nerdy guy, whatever, um, who, like, makes puns for, like, his kids is, like, trying to defend his family, and you're, like, oh, you're gonna die, dude. This is just sad to watch, but, like, I really want you to not die, but you're gonna die. It's just, that's what's gonna happen. And that's exactly what happens to Ned. And it's like, that's the exact vibe of it. It's just like this, but he has to defend them, right? Because he, he has to fight for truth and justice because that's the kind of person he is. And like, Sean Bean sells this entire kind of almost farcical, you know, notion. Once we know what the kind of world of Game of Thrones is, the idea that a Ned Stark could survive in it is amazing. It's amazing that he had kids and like fought in a war. How did that even happen? You know what I mean? Like, how does that kind of person, John is a very similar person and has been ex- exiled and murdered multiple times, <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you know, and, and Ned, um, you know, didn't make it very far, that you know, as long as we knew him, but had lived a uh, fairly long and like, whatever, life. anyway, but like Sean being communicates all this and I just thought he was really, really fantastic. So, um, as like a as like a gateway to the series, and not just out of nostalgia, I think Sean Bean is the because I've watched season one many times, even if I haven't watched the other uh, seasons as, as as much. So um, I'm gonna go with Ned Stark. I think that's a that's a fair bet. Yeah, good call. So that a, what's that sound? Is that is that the end of Game of Thrones? Is that I mean, we don't have to do this anymore.
1: <laughs> I just feel like a weight's been lifted. My chest feels lighter.
0: I, again, uh, so we're joking to some extent, uh, in that, um, the podcasts have always been fun. (laughs) The,
1: I, the podcasts have, have been genuinely, and we're going to keep, this isn't the end of our podcast, but I want to say that there have been days when I've had terrible days and just the podcast picks me right up because it's always fun to talk to you even when the show is terrible, and there is an extent to which I'm going to miss talking about this bad, bad television show. But guess it's hard also... to
0: invest. It's hard to invest in a show because like, we want to talk about shows that we like and don't like. But it's hard to be like, we're going to do a series on a show that we don't like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It works best when the show turns on us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of this is kind of the ideal situation in a way.
0: We're all the Ned Stark here. <laughs> And, and the obvious
1: Sword is finally hitting our necks
2: tonight. I
0: mean, that's what it is. This is Baylor. Yeah, um and uh yeah, so I mean it's 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 going to be hard to find something similar to replace it because we're really excited to go back to Deadwood where we can talk about a show we really like. Um I mean maybe that'll turn on Deadwood and buy the movie. No, just be hated. I don't accept that.
1: I don't accept that premise. It can't
0: happen. <laughs> I enough. can't do this not again. <laughs> um but uh I I think well, f- one thing I can say for sure is that we really, really appreciate the huge uh, listenership that we've garnered over time. I mean, we get, like, you know, a lot of people listen to the show. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what you're getting out of it, but we are very grateful <laughs>
2: for you doing yes.
0: tuning in. Um, and uh, uh, your comments and your feedback, um, you know, letting us know when our audio levels are off. <laughs> or when yes. we forget characters' names or <laughs> things that happened in the previous season that we should probably know about. Um, and, you know, we've watched it because we've talked about the episodes, but we just, you know, it's hard to keep track. Um, refer- I, you know, it's not, it's uh, It's surprisingly, especially Game of Thrones, for all of we make fun of it as being a bad show, and it is, but, like, it doesn't, <laughs> by the end anyway. Um, but it was juggling a lot of things. Again, not really towards the end. Um, which meant that it was always doing these references and callbacks and this character and that character and whatever and it was hard to follow all these things that were going on um so we really appreciated the help on that and on um, and the, the and for you guys listening to us banter and bicker and whatever else uh, about it and um uh yeah it's been 5 years i think of this and uh, it's yeah. just been it's been super fun to go through it uh with you all and uh whatever you thought of the finale um obviously, we'd love to hear about it um but uh hopefully you've uh gotten something out of uh, star contrast and yeah. um
1: you know it's funny um since we started doing the, just just when you sometimes you finish doing a thing and you kind of look back at your life and you think like this occupied such a space in my life where so much you know I thought I was a boy when we started recording this podcast, for example um so much in my life has changed, and yet. I wish I could say, like, and I remember it through Game of Thrones, but I don't because I don't care about Game of Thrones. <laughs> that's kind. Of, that, that's my closing thought.
0: But hopefully, you know, you remember it through stark contrast a little bit, you know? Yes, um, yes. And so uh, I certainly do. I mean, it's, it, it, when I go back and listen to the, <laughs> we were, there was an episode of, um, it was the first episode of the show, and um, there's a, a in season five, and we actually named it name the series. Um and there's a scene that we were talking about where it's uh Varys and Tyrion on like a on like a a, a veranda or something. Yes, um, I remember this, yeah. Yeah, and uh, you said uh, if we get another shot of Tyrion talking to Varys next to a banister. And in my head as I'm listening to this I go Oh, Lannister, Bannister. And then my own Voice from five years ago goes, a Lannister, Bannister. <laughs> <laughs> so we've changed, but not that much. Not that much.
1: <laughs> our souls remain the same.
0: Uh, that's for sure. I was, I it made me happy. It made me happy. Wow. Wow. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, so we've we've basically we've we've said this already, but we're going to be coming back to Deadwood, uh, finishing season three uh, in our Heads podcast and Hoopleheads will conclude with a, um, a discussion of the film, uh, which is mm-hmm. really cool, because that's, I think, out now? No, it's a-
1: not not yet. This this Friday, maybe?
0: Okay, something like that. So soon, uh, we won't watch it right away. We're trying to pace ourselves, um, because we need to get through all of Season 3. We hope you'll tune in for that. If you haven't watched Deadwood, this is our pitch- you should listen to Hoopleheads, but to do that, you need to watch Deadwood, and it's an easy recommendation, because we both like the show a lot, and it's awesome. I just had a whole conversation about it with some other folks who were also disappointed with Game of Thrones, and it turned out one of them had seen Deadwood and said, and recommended it to everyone alongside me, so we were very, we were pushing it. Um, And I think that uh, if we can just convert a few more people, you know, it's it's always better to experience good television, I think, a good art. Um, mm-hmm. Deadwood is awesome. And uh, yeah, so we're very excited to do that. After that, we it's sort of open open season. So if um, we've kicked around some ideas internally, and uh, we'll let you know um, obviously if we make a decision on that front. But if you guys have any ideas,
1: can I about... say one of the ideas? Because yeah, just yeah. to get some feedback on it. Well, there's this little show called Neon Genesis Evangelion that's coming to Netflix this summer, and I would love nothing more in my heart than to subject Soren to what that show does and the places it goes. Um, and just to see your reaction would be the greatest joy of my life. <laughs> so I would, I would very much enjoy that.
0: <laughs> um, so that's a, that's a possibility as well. Um, it's a, it's long though, right? It's 26 episodes and yeah, it's okay. a movie. It's yeah. Um, so that's, I mean, just to bear in mind, Star Contrast is on episode 33. So That's, that's true. I mean, we could, so they're
1: half hours. We could do two, we could do two in one.
0: Yeah. Like we did for Korra actually. Um, yeah. So something you think about. So uh, yes, Uh, and um, and we've yeah we've talked about a few other options. So there's a lot out there, um, and uh, we'd love to discuss. And you know we could take on other forms, maybe film, maybe TV, who knows. So um, I suppose with that, just uh, again a big thank you to all of you, and uh, thank you uh, Esther for this (laughs) insane ride. It's been uh, thank you, Soren,
1: for 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 taking it for being sitting next to me on this on this roller coaster.
0: It's it's been good, and uh, thanks for your book insight. It was really helpful in season eight. Yeah,
1: remember <laughs> when that mattered? <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, the whole conceit went out the window almost immediately. Um, <laughs> well, that's okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, catch us on Hoopleheads, and uh, I guess uh, that's a that's it. That's a wrap on uh, that's a wrap, everyone. That's a wrap on Stark Contrast.
1: And see.